collection. Wow, that's crazy. I made about a thousand bucks. What? Yeah. It got me, it, uh, it funded my holiday vacation. Yo, that's tight. How many books did you sell for like a thousand bucks? Uh, like ten. What? Yeah, Walking Dead. Oh, okay. God damn, dude. I've got some good books, man. Good for you. I've got, uh, I got the first appearance of Deadpool. You still have that? Oh, yeah. Good, for, good for you. Wow. Oh, yeah, bro. My collection is deep with some shit. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, maybe I should go through mine. I, 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 nah, you should not. You ain't got nothing nobody wants. <laughs> and apparently, neither do I anymore. Oh, I know. At least you have a little bit out of it. Oh, we just talking to that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tight. It should be okay. So, uh... We're going to try... I don't know. I'm having some difficulties with our... Wait, are we recording now? Yes, sir. Oh, man. I wanted to go take a piss real quick. Go All for right. it. Go for All it. Right. So, uh, having some difficulties with uh, the recording equipment, so... I don't know what's going on. So, all of a sudden... You broke so, it. I know. I broke it. I'm a piece of shit. Uh, it started acting weird, so we're recording this episode of The Bombcast on my phone. So, we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure how it'll work. I mean, I know it'll work. I'm not sure how it'll sound. We'll see. And then hopefully by the next episode, we will uh, have that taken care of. Oh, what did I do today? I don't know. I'm tired. I was hanging out with my friend all morning, and then uh, after she left, I taught. And uh, that was good. That was good. But, but uh, my hand's all jacked up, so I got it wrapped. I have what's called a boxer fracture, and it's like a fracture in the fourth or fifth and or fifth metacarpal. That's like the bones on the back of your hand. Uh, it happened when I was training last week. Um, Muay Thai and I don't know just connected wrong and um, and I hadn't hit pads in a really long time or sparred in a really long time and I didn't wrap my hands because I couldn't find my wraps and then I was going really really hard and then it was like towards the end of the workout threw a punch and then caught it wrong and I felt it right away and then I still went like for another 30 minutes which was dumb on my part so that definitely didn't help talking about the fraction? yes sir yeah fraction gram over here uh, so the microphone I'm using the mic. Yeah. No, it's actually kind of cool. We don't have this mic in our face. I know. It's like having a giant dick in my face every time we do this. Don't thing. act like you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I got that fracture. Um, so uh, I had a taught today, and it's just hard with this. It hurts all the time. I'm a little baby. I need someone to take care of me. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear about your, your hand, hand man. Thank and the thing is, like, it's it's the dap giving hand. I know. You know, we couldn't even do our our our, our, our normal greeting that we do. It's just awkward doing it with the left, man. I can't go left. Yeah, I can't go left either. I can't go dap left. <laughs> I can't go dap to, left. What what areas of like your life do you ever have to dap left? Never. 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 No. And it's always weird when you meet somebody with like a claw hand and you have to shake their left hand. <laughs> no offense to people with claws. With claws, yeah. One of the most important people in my life in the last long time, uh, he had a, he had a, one hand was a claw. Really? Yeah, yeah, Ming. Are you talking about legit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. One of my mentors. He uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, but yeah, he oh, had. Sorry, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. He had a one hand was a hook. Wow. Yeah. Probably still beats some ass though. Huh? He, just, he wasn't. I mean, he, he, yes, he did martial arts, but he was like uh, kind of like a godfather, like like the godfather oh. type of shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so he didn't really need to like slap anybody around. He had he had people, he, he had people for that. He had people for that. Yeah. Yeah. But he was dope. Little old Chinese man. Smoking nonstop, walking up and down the hills in San Francisco and shit. All right, yeah, he was dope. 
That's a life? Yeah, man. That's a hell of a life. Yeah, he, he ran that shit up there. <laughs> well, Toast. Toast. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Golden Road 329 Lager. Actually, it's three, three, 329 Days of Sun Lager. Yeah. So, Golden Road's a brewery out here up in, uh, in SoCal. And I want to say Burbank. Burbank or Glendale. One of them fucking spots over there. But this beer is damn good. It's and, delicious. And uh, Golden Road... If you're listening to this, we will happily sponsor this shit. Hook uh, us up. Hook us up. Yes, we will put this shit over every episode. Yeah, it's delicious. It's really, really good. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll, uh, in theory, pour one out for our friend Amir, who was supposed to be here today. Yeah, yeah. Throw under the weather, so. They had back problems. Back? You need a backyotomy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said he had back problems because you know you know he does he does Uber and he's been driving his shit he's been oh, stuck in cars yeah yeah like he's sitting all the time sit yeah yeah that's like turf but he's, or some but he spends yeah it is it is actually <laughs> but he spends a lot of his time you know uh, in cars because he because uh, he's a comic you know so he's constantly driving back and forth right uh, to shows and shit so it's like and he does Uber in between spots a lot of times. So. You need to start working out or stretching or doing know, some yoga, do some yoga. Some shit, Do some DDP yoga some yeah. shit. Oh yeah, that's actually really good. It is. I hear it's great. Yeah, he just got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Good for him. Diamond mm-hmm. Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page. That's a nice segue. Probably as good as we'll ever get. Uh, speaking of professional wrestling. Segway! You just got back from Florida and for WrestleMania. Yes, sir. How'd that go? Uh, it was... It was, um, it was long. <laughs> it was, look, I mean, I... It was a, it was a fun trip. Um, I left on the what was it April? No, today's April. It was March March thirtieth. Mm. I left. I uh, went to flew out of LAX to Orlando. At the airport, before I get into all the shenanigans, WrestleMania. Guess who I met at who? LAX? Who? Ted motherfucking dancing. What? Yes, sir. Holy shit! I was I was I had just got uh, some coffee and I'm walking around the airport. Uh, What's up, Sam? I. Dude, I, I was going into this bookstore, and he was coming out, and I he walked right past me. I looked at him, and I'm like, is that fucking Ted Danson? And I turned around, and he had Stiges on his phone, like, looking at his phone. And I was like, that is. And I had just finished watching Fargo season two. I haven't seen it. Have you seen season one? No. Got a sidebar of that shit, because Fargo is the fucking tits. Can I, real quick, another sidebar? I haven't even seen the movie. It's okay. All right. It's okay. I haven't either. All right, good. But I've, seen right. the, I've seen the TV show right. both seasons. And he's in uh, season two. I don't know. It's going to be, gonna be a lot of bragging <laughs> on my part when we talk about the WrestleMania shit. Uh, but no, but there he was. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Because I'm a big fan of his from Cheers to Curb Enthusiasm to, like I said, I just saw him in Fargo. All the shit that he's amazing. done. Amazing Curb Enthusiasm. Yeah. God damn, it was good. And uh, so I went up to him. And uh, and I had my hoodie on. There's this, this black guy with a hoodie, and I was like, "Oh, take the hoodie off. Don't want to scare." Treadmill. Was that? Yeah, yeah. Don't want to <laughs> scare Ted Danson. Too soon. Uh, but I just I just approached him. Hey, excuse me, sir. Uh, I said, "Are you are you Ted Danson?" And he kind of looked up. He's like, yeah. like he was scared for a minute. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I just said, "Hey, man, I'm really." I fucking fan. hate Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> take that, you stupid idiot. <laughs> I thought he was gonna do that to me. <laughs> Don't nobody ever say my name out loud. Don't ever say my name out loud. Respect on my name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just told him how much of a fan that I was of his work, uh, and he was like, "Oh, thank you very much." You know, he extended his hand. I gave it, a, you know, gave it a shake. How was a handshake? It was good handshake. Yeah, yeah. Firm, didn't hang on too long. Exactly. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. Nice. How many pumps? 
Just one. Nice. Just one. That's, that's all you need. That's a classic old man it is. Just a one pump. That's it. Boom. Respect yeah. given like yeah. that. I was a fan. Hey. They shake uh, hands how they have sex. Yeah. One pump. <laughs> that's dope man but, but here's the thing so right after you're about to leave you know he said you know like I said you know thanks very much I appreciate it and and you know what he told me he's like oh by the way because uh, I, I told him I said hey I'm really a big fan of the good place yeah and he said thank you you know we've had a lot of discussions about that on set <laughs> and we all agree that the good place is far superior to Parks and Rec so I'm just saying he agreed with me on that, you know. But just saying, man, Ted Danson, he's got good taste in shows. <laughs> fuck you and fuck Ted Danson. No, but all serious, but when I brought up uh, that I watched The Good Place and how much I enjoyed it, he perked up. Like, he had oh, never heard anybody. He was like, wow, you actually watched that? You're our one fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. Ted Danson. Yeah. It's one of those people you never think you'd meet. Like, I know. He's like some kind of old Hollywood royalty that you'd never see. And he was just there by himself. Amazing. You know? Cool, Amazing. cool, cool dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's a good way to start your trip. Right. And then also then, you know, we bore get on the airplane and uh, <laughs> former WWE uh, superstars, Crime Time, they're tag team. They're on the flight, sitting like two rows behind me. And I was like, wow, this now this is some WrestleMania shit right here. Uh, and you, you don't know Crime Time, Mm-mm. but they're a pretty cool tag team. Yeah, flying economy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're not in WWE anymore. Oh, okay. okay. Plus, save that money. It's only five hours. You know, still, yes, they, yeah. they did send the exit row. So only they had the legs. Fights, if you got to do it, but yeah, domestic fights at this point. Yeah, yeah. This point. But, uh, but you know, during WrestleMania weekend, it's not just WWE stuff because they got like WrestleCon. Like, it's just like whatever, anything pro wrestling related okay. happens this weekend. A uh, whole bunch of independent shows, people do autograph signings. That's why I'm sure Crime Time was going. Uh, to to do science at WrestleCon, all this kind of shit. So hmm. a lot. WrestleMania weekend is big for anybody in professional wrestling. That's you know whether you're in WWE or outside of it. Hmm. Just a lot of money to be made. Uh, and I actually money to be made. Yeah, just from like selling selling merchandise. merchandise. Like I said, signage. Like I said, you know they charge for signage. Uh, some people do. That's crazy. Not everybody. And I know that's like in um, like Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels were doing signings and. Um, they charge for signatures. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if they were charging or not, okay. but I, I would imagine that if anybody was going to be charging, it would be, be superstar to that caliber. Certainly. Uh, you know, X-Pac, Sean Waltman was there, I think, doing some stuff. Like, everybody. The, you know, Legends. What was it? The guy that banged China? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his first name? It was Dumb. The... Remember when he first came out, he had a different... His kid? Oh, one, two, three kid. One, two, three kid! Yeah, yeah. That's right. You're like a little pipsqueak. Mm-hmm. And then he went to WCW. Uh, and he got all tough. He did, was but he was—he was. He was uh, what was this thing? Because he was once he debuted in WWE, one to three kid. Yeah. And I think he turned into X Pac when he was still with. Uh, I should. I could be. I should know this shit. I, I forget. But yeah, he did go to WCW. Yeah. And joined up with uh, the NWO. NWO. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 So, right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So crowd time. They were on the flight. And so what I was going to say about them is that a couple years back, uh, I actually directed them at a, in a motion capture oh, sure. shoot. Yeah, and they're really cool, really cool cats. And uh, one of the members, uh, JTG, he's written two books since he's left WWE. Uh, and it's all about backstage heat in WWE. It's a funny-ass book. Hey, anybody out there, if, uh, if you know Crime Time, if you know JTG, 
definitely check out his two books. You can <clears throat> buy them on Kindle. I think they're like four bucks. Nice. Really worth your while. Yeah, yeah. It's this is all about the you know tales of him um, and his partner Shad and all the troubles they got themselves into <laughs> when they were with WWE and all the backstage heat that they had. That's cool. It's all, but yeah, it's it's a really cool book. I think it's called uh, Why Did I Write This Book or something like that. But check it out. So yeah, so yeah, we got to Orlando that Thursday night, uh, and then the next day was the start of my work day. That Friday morning. And that was the shit I was dreading. When is when was WrestleMania? Sunday. So you're doing prep work for two days straight, like interviews and. So I did interviews on the Friday. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the days leading up to that day, because I found out a week ahead of time who I'd be interviewing, and it was like 26 superstars. Good. And I had to create questions, How unique questions for all of these guys. Different from like you couldn't just ask them all the same questions. No, no, because I, I tried. And I would have loved to do that. But the thing is, like, oh, shit, excuse me. You know, uh, I got hired. You know, this is one of the reasons why you hired me. In addition to, you know, the game design shit that I do. Right. They were like, oh, wow, you know, we can hire Brian. And when we do these interviews at WrestleMania and SummerSlam, he can, you know, question the superstars. Because you're a native English Because I'm a native English speaker. doesn't right. have to go through translators and everything. My company I work for is Japanese, uh, Yuke's. And they run WWE's website in Japan. Oh. So they operate that. They put content up. So all these interviews that I did, uh, are, you know, my coworkers right now, not right now, but, you know, when we got back, they're translating all these interviews into print. So they'll be... So they'll be subtitled? Uh, no, it, it's a print. Oh, interview. okay. Yeah, so okay. they'll basically... So they, they're listening right now to my interviews, and then they're all just, you know, doing the, the okay. translations on them. But yeah, 26 cats. 26, dog. How long is an interview? Uh, it varies. Uh, no, no, because so it, it's it's divided in two parts okay. this day, right? So the first part of the day is at Fan Access, where you know it's best, we go in the morning. So all right, so I woke up Friday morning at uh, three a.m. Had to be in the lobby at four thirty. Uh, is this thing okay? Not asking. Okay, uh, four thirty a.m. Uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before because I was nervous. I get really nervous doing these interviews. Do you? Oh, yeah, man. I don't like doing them. Uh, that's surprising. You're really good. That's what everybody says. That's what everybody says. But I'm like, nah, I get super fucking nervous. Do you, like, speaking in public, you get nervous? I do. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had to do it. That's surprising. I've had to do it. But I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I get through it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Like, like leading up to it, of course. Like I get nervous recording these. Do you? I do. Oh man. You know, but once we start going, I yeah, start to yeah, ease yeah. into it. Yeah. These beers help too. Yeah, they do. Uh, so yeah, so that Friday, uh, you know, got to woke up at three, met up with my team in the lobby four thirty. Four thirty a.m. We got in our rental. We drove to Sheraton to meet up with the WWE uh, and their press That's people. So early. Yeah. That is Brother, so too early. And I got like. Two hours sleep because I was nervous. You know, I got the butterflies in my stomach. Yeah, and you know, you I couldn't really sleep. To do, yeah. yeah, so we get to their hotel and they've got these three giant fucking buses. There were over one hundred uh, press people at the, coming to this event, so we got there first. It was we, all loud and no, no, it wasn't. Oh, that's good. It wasn't because um, it's different because uh, it's you know, you know, people that are you know doing stuff for uh, like like filming mm-hmm. interviews people that are there doing podcasts and all that kind of shit so it's very like once we got there 
Everybody's kind of in their separate areas and stations. Okay. okay. Uh, but because we're print, online print, we don't get a nice fancy desk or anything. We basically have to stand up uh, around the, the ring. Because at Access, they have a, a ring okay. set up. Do you know what Access is? You probably don't. No. So, all right. It's real quick. It's basically just like a, it's for the fans. Mm-hmm. So we got there before it opened. But when it's open, you know, fans go, I think they pay like 50 bucks to go. And you know they can buy merchandise. They can look at all this wrestling memorabilia. It's almost like a WWE uh, museum slash theme park. That's cool. Where you know you can you know you can practice ride, ride the superstars. Right? Yeah. Get yeah. on their backs. <laughs> <laughs> Play chicken with your friends and shit. They don't do that, but man, they should. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I would go to do that. Like, oh, hey WWE, if you're listening, yeah, that's man. a good one. That's, yeah. This that one's free. Yeah. <laughs> just that one. Yeah, just, just that, one. that one. I got more. I got more. <laughs> Uh, but there's signings, all that kind of stuff. But they have a ring set up because they actually hold, they, they, they do matches as well. Oh, that's really so you can just sit there and watch people. Uh, rest, I mean, they don't do it's not it's not going constantly, right? But like, I'm not sure what the frequency is, but yeah, they'll put it, bring out some guys, and sometimes they'll record it for like NXT or whatever. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. So for the fans, it's awesome. So we so they have us situated around the ring, okay, uh, on the outside of the barricade. So we're not like. Uh, right next to the ring apron yeah we're on the other side of the uh, surrounding barricade and there's a little note saying yukes so we get there uh, my co-workers you know Jahai he sets up the camera and all that kind of stuff and we just wait and you know the superstars will start to come out and what happens is they'll some guys will just go and do podcasts or they'll do uh, you know recorded video recorded interviews uh and then you've got other guys who kind of come in to where we are, the ringside area, and they basically will just go from one, go from to one station to the next. That sounds brutal. So it's a lot of waiting. Yeah. And, uh, sounds brutal for all of you guys. Yeah. The waiting and then the interview part and then just for the, the talent, whoever you're interviewing, like just, I'm sure you guys, you and then the next person, the next person, you just get the same stuff just has to yeah. repeat again and again and again. And I really feel, you know, I feel bad for the talent. Yeah. Uh, because I know, and the thing, like, a lot of these guys are here because it's WrestleMania and it's their biggest show, right? Right. So these, the superstars are getting a lot of the basic questions. Oh, it's WrestleMania. <laughs> How does it feel mm-hmm. to be at WrestleMania? It's the biggest show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I, you know, I like about us is that we actually dig deeper. You know, we're asking, like, legit, you know, we get into the, right, to the, to the, to the, to the gist of the shit. Right. The juicy questions. Uh-huh. Uh... So I think it, when when I when I when we do interview the guys, I think they kind of feel like a sense of relief. Where it's like, oh, cool, I, I don't have to talk about some real shit. Yeah, and be a person and not do these, uh, you know, regular kind of PR. I've always wanted to be here since I was a kid. It's exactly. very exciting to work for this company. I'm honored to have the opportunity to partake in this event. And I blah blah blah. blah. When did you become a WWE superstar? <laughs> that was fucking brilliant, <laughs> right? But exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I won't spend too much time on this, but. Uh, uh, I did interview some people at this event. Um, the first guy I interviewed was this guy Apollo Cruz. Uh, he's a black, he's a black cat. He's he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. He's actually new to the main roster, but he's been in NXT for maybe like two years. Mm-hmm. He's really cool. We talked about you know uh, I don't know, just you know shot the shit with him about just his past because he lived in Japan for a bit. Okay, because he wrestled for this promotion in, in Japan, okay. Dragon Gate. And because this interview is going to be for a Japanese audience, 
got a lot of good content with that shit though enjoy reading about that so you're like researching more or less every person you're going to interview so you have specific questions about yes Oof. and it has to and, and on top of that the, my, the questions that I ask they have to be you know geared towards you know with the, the Japanese audience in mind right stuff that the Japanese audience is going to care about care about which is and I mean and my boss helps me out with that kind of stuff. Like he'll help me with uh, this is what people like, are into. Yeah, okay. so maybe ask something like this. So it's a combination. We come up with these questions. It's a collaborative effort. Uh, but Apollo, was talking with him was great. I got a lot of good content from him. And then I interviewed uh, Austin Aries, who was really dope. Okay. Uh, Alexa Bliss, I think I showed you is that, Alexa, that the blonde one, right? The blonde, yeah, yeah the potato, yeah, 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 nice yeah. little fatty ass. Yeah, yeah. And she was adorable, man. Yeah. And I. So, all right. So, I'm nervous in doing these interviews. I was super nervous interviewing uh-huh. her because uh-huh. I'm. I mean, she's she's as close to me right now as you are. You know, a couple inches. You know, and she's just staring. She's got the, the title on her on her shoulder. She's so cute, man. So pretty. I was like, oh, I was like a bachelor and shit. Like I was so <laughs> Alexa. Uh, so uh, so how, how how did you get into wrestling? I, I just I turned into like a fucking a ten year old. Yeah, you know? man, that's an awesome feeling. Yeah, I. But, but she she was cool. She was really cool, yeah. really sweet, and uh, yeah, man. She I think she might have feelings for your boy. I w- I wouldn't blame her. You know, she kind of she locked on. But Alexa, the eye stop stop fucking around. That eye contact was Just, on point. You see how guys are though. Like I, I'm the same way. If a girl smiles or looks at me, I'm like she fucking wants to dick. <laughs> <laughs> so you say with authority. She wants this dick. I say I was like, well, maybe she'd like a, me to pay for her meal. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have that confidence like you. She wants the D. She wants a dick. Yo, like, nah, she wants me to yeah, pay for fucking not. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to you for 37 seconds. Are we going to get this or what? <laughs> Man, we, you need to be doing these interviews. Next WrestleMania, you I don't think my like style of interviewing would go over well. So I'd be like, yo, I don't know anything about wrestling. Do you guys like, uh, like tell, tell me who the fuck you is yeah. Like who are you <laughs> What's your favorite genre On Pornhub <laughs> That's a really good question Yeah If it's not threesomes I don't know what the fuck Anybody's Is got. that your favorite Yeah That's cause you've had one Yeah It's the greatest shit in the world Yeah I'm sure it is Fucking hell man I gotta live vicariously Through you on that one Just That'll never happen for me Not that I want it to babe <laughs> If you're listening Don't want that Come on man Uh <laughs> So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, and, and I interviewed Dean Ambrose, who's really uh, like one of the top top dudes, who's awesome. I was kind of nervous interviewing him because you know his stature, but he was so fucking down to earth. That's nice and so cool. You know? Any any I know you really can't say it, but was it like who? But was there anybody who was kind of diva ish and like? Nah, nah. That's great, man. Because that's the thing. I mean, wrestlers. I've been around a lot of wrestlers, you know, because of this job. Uh, I don't know if it's just because of the the culture of how you know. But these guys are brought up a certain way where it's like, one, you got to be respectful to everybody. Right. Uh, and a lot, honestly, a lot of it's not born out of uh, because it's the right thing to do. It's, I think it's generally because like, you never know who you might be talking to. Yeah. And in wrestling, it's like you may, dis- you, think you may dismiss somebody that you think is like of no importance. But then come to find out that, oh, that's uh, the promoters such and such or whatever. It's like it comes right. back to you get your paycheck. Or, exactly. Right. I'm not saying that's the only reason that they're nice. Hey, whatever. But, it helps. Like, but they're all nice. Yeah. And they're all pleasant. Awesome, and Dean was fucking really cool to talk to. Um, you like him. Yeah? Yeah, you would. You probably wouldn't like his wrestling. But you would like him. Because <laughs> he's just a really cool cat. Why wouldn't I like his wrestling? 
Uh, I, maybe you would just me knowing you. Mm-mm. Uh, I have a feeling I, mean, I could show you some stuff that I know you would like, mm. but I think you probably because you're very you're very hard. Yeah. 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 He doesn't. I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay, okay. But I love him. He's right. dope. He's dope. And a lot of people, like I said, he's like a a Jeff Hardy type guy in the oh, sense okay, that okay. The, how the fans connect with him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like the fans love him. So he's like with them. Like yeah. you feel like he's a part of them. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, and I even brought that up. That was one of the questions I asked him. I was like, how do you attribute that? You know, it's like because whether you're being pushed or not, it's like the crowd they always with you, man. Right. And he was just like, well, you know, I I just think you know I'm just I just I'm just me out there, yeah. you know, and. And they probably look at me and they see that I don't have the machine behind me. And, you know, they just kind of try to have my back. He was like, I'm, I'm really humbled by it. Like, I appreciate it. That's dope. And he was just cool as shit, man. He had a Deftones hoodie on. And I was like, oh, shit, Deftones. That's very dope. Yeah, I like, I like some Deftones. Although, yeah, I only know one of their songs. Hey, whatever, but that fucking right, song man. is good. Deftones is the shit. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's cool, man. So that was, that was Friday. Yeah, and so I'm still not done. Like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm still not done, man. So that was the end of that first part of the day. And that ended up, I think it ended like at 11. Uh, we also interviewed Nakamura. Oh, your, shit. Your boy, yeah. who I thought you would yeah, like. Ask him about his dancing? <laughs> <laughs> I did. My, 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 uh, my boss uh, handled that interview because he's Japanese. Right, right. But we've been interviewing him a Does he speak English? Uh, Scotia. Broken, right. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But we did interview him and Asuka. Who, I don't know if you know her, but she Yeah, was, I told you I watched uh, one of the matches. Oh, that's her. right. She was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interviewed her. She's adorable. That's awesome. So that's all right. So that was the first part of the day, and that ended at eleven. Uh, a lot of guys we couldn't interview because the WWE, they're the handlers, because every superstar that's there has a, a, a PR handler. Right. Like, hey, it's time to go. Or yeah. Like, don't talk about that. Exactly. Or, right. Exactly. Which which adds to some of the, the stress a little bit, <laughs> but. You know, they look at us. You know, not all of these, you know, outlets are, you know, obviously uh, treated as equals. Because mm-hmm. there were several guys. I went to, I was supposed to interview Daniel Bryan, who's like a really big top dude. But we got passed over. Because mm-hmm. it was like, time's running out. So, sorry, Ukes, but we're going to skip you. You got to go talk <laughs> to these people. It was, and, that, and that happened to us a couple times. And we're just sitting there with womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, I've interviewed him before. All right. So, yeah. So, that ended boarded the bus and went to this is the best thing that happened during this entire trip went to the WWE Performance Center which is I don't know the fuck that is that's just WWE's developmental center where you know new, when they sign talent this is like a office building or this is like a training it's facility. a training facility tight so any talent that gets signed they uh, they go to the Performance Center and they basically learn how to become it's like a boot camp or something like, uh, or school. It's a like school. Yeah, it's like a paid. Yeah, you're getting paid to learn how to be, how to wrestle. Pretty That's much. Awesome. Now, a lot of the guys that are there though are former. You know, our wrestlers already like either they were big on independence, okay, or whatever. But like once they get signed, they spend time in the performance center to so learn how to be at that level, at like the WWE level. Yeah, they yeah they kind of help fill the gaps because it's like they teach you. I mean, one just not how to wrestle, but how to wrestle uh, in their environment. Because a lot of guys, when we're not in the indies, sometimes you don't you don't have to think about the hard camp, right? Or where to face certain things, and right. so it's not just the in ring stuff. It's more about hey, you know, when you're doing this, like if you're going for a pin, try to make sure you're facing the hard camp, right? Like, like know where okay. the camp, like and that, would be, the camp, and that would be toward the the long side of the ring. It's the facing, like 
the opposite side of where the ramp is. Right. Or not the opposite side, the perpendicular. Right. So here's the ramp, the hard cam. Right, where they come in, it's to the right. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, But that was really cool because I've been wanting to visit the Performance Center for a long time. That's tight, man. And WWE, you can can buy, like, uh, these tours on their website to go to the Performance Center and, like, really check it out. It's like... $2,000. $2,000. God damn! I was right. like a couple hundred bucks. No, God no because it's, like it's, it's the airfare to uh, Orlando with all that right, shit. Right. I think it's like maybe uh, two days or whatever the fuck. But they, but they really just run you through all the stuff that, you know, what these guys do. And I, I, I wanted to go so bad, I've actually, I've seriously come close wow. to buying that fucking thing. And you split the bill. Yeah, WWE did. Thank you, Yukes and WWE. Yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah, so we get to the performance center, bro, and it was fucking dope. Uh, and again, all the press, there was like a hundred press members. You know? I imagine like a very big, very clean, nice facility. It is. Okay. It is. It's, uh, cause we were just talking before we started recording about how, you know, your, your plans, if you want to get, you know, your warehouse, yeah. your gym going. So it's like a, it's a, it's a really big. Like an airplane where, Not that big. Okay. But yeah, similar okay. to. And there were one, two, three, four. Five rings Holy moly. set up. So when we got there, you know, there are people practicing with their, you know, their coaches and everything in all the rings. That's tight. There's one ring right in the back, far in the back, where uh, I saw guys practicing, you know, aerial moves, moonsaults, that kind of shit. By the way, your boy B can do a moonsault too. I've seen it. Ah, yeah. I've seen a video. Back in my younger days. I've seen a video. But I did, when I saw them doing that shit, I really wanted to get in there and start yeah. busting out some yeah. shit. Because that ring, so that ring is used specifically for top rope stuff, and, and it's so the mat's very uh, cushiony. Okay. Uh, to kind of help with that. Right. But it was so dope, man. Because I'm seeing like all these wrestlers who I who I know, not personally, but right. from the independents. Uh, like these are guys you watched. And PWG or like just some other, you know, independent <laughs> promotion. Um, but there were I, my friend. I did see a friend who was there. Uh, my friend Chris Hero, who's you know pretty big on independence. Uh, he was with WWE. I think he got signed back in maybe 2011 or 12. Hmm. But he got released, and then he went back to independence. Was killing shit. Uh, but they re-signed him recently. So I, I ran into him and I and I saw him. And he, he was in the ring practicing with like these other guys. Uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, what was his name? Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Drake Younger, who used to wrestle, and now he's like a, a coach and referees okay. on NXT. And I'm seeing Chris, and I'm walking around, and he and he sees me. He goes, "B." Oh, nice. I was like, and I was like, I was like, "What's up, brother?" I'm like, so so proud of you. Da da da. He's like, "Yeah, man, it's, this is uh, come a long way from a Jumbo's Clown Room because uh, that's where we met." You know Jumbo's Clown Room? I got into a fight with a bouncer in Jumbo's Clown Room. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. I love Jumbo's. So do Jumbo's! Jumbo's is amazing. I have Jumbo's. I haven't been there in a long time. It's still there, right? I it's gotta be. I, I, there's no way that place is going it's like a, It's like a fucking SoCal oh my God. landmark. Yeah, Jumbo's is amazing. If anybody in LA or you're coming to LA and you want to hit up an amazing... It's not a strip club. It's a strip bar. So it's just topless. And it's like... It's a fucking dive. Yeah. But it is... The best kind, it's though. It's amazing. And, and all the girls are <laughs> different. You know, it's funny we're talking about wrestling and then Jumbo. Because I feel that a lot of the girls that, that dance or strip there... Because mm-hmm. it's not full nude, right? It's just no, top. just top. Yeah. Because if you serve alcohol in it's, California, it can only be top. It's top. 
but the, what the hell that means like yeah no if you're drinking you can't see vagina, vagina. Like, that's too much yeah that's too much I know right that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah like and you can get lap dances there yeah what's the fucking difference I don't understand it's very weird California's awesome but weird is that just a California thing I think so because I, I, I yeah I don't like that that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah because like, Vegas is full nude and and you can and drink, drink yeah drink. but that's yeah. Vegas yeah. oh yeah but yeah, but yeah, the jumbos is awesome. Jumbos is but the shit. women there, yeah, they're almost like wrestlers themselves because they all got gimmicks. Yeah. I, well, the last time I was there, there was this one Asian chick dance, and she was like decked out like Sailor Moon. Yeah. And she was like pop locking on her head and shit. I'm like, Fucking this is hell. the dopest thing ever. The, two of my favorite strip clubs of all time are one is Jumbos because um, usually what you see at Jumbos are like a lot of like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait for you to, to hear this. Uh, like you'll find like there'll be a couple fucking knockout girls like stunning very sexy girls and then there'll be some that aren't maybe not traditionally what you would find as uh, uh, they're they're real life pretty okay that's what I like to put it okay some of them are definitely real life pretty my other, my, my app my top favorite to sidestep real quick from the wrestling my top favorite strip club in the world is oh, in please tell please in tell Atlanta of course and it's called the Claremont Lounge and this place is fucking amazing. Now, I heard they just remodeled, which is disappointing. I'm going to probably be out in Atlanta in May, so I'm going to check it out again. But, uh, like, the first time I went to Atlanta, my mom, I was with my mom. She was working out there. So I was hanging out with her, and she was like, hey, there's this amazing strip club I heard about called the Claremont Lounge. And, like, all the women are, like, 60. And uh, Wait, 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 wait. The, the women stripping there right. are 60? Yeah. So she's like, do you, do you want to go? Because we were out for dinner. We were drinking and having a good and time. And this is your mom? Yeah, yeah. Mom and I your mom's we're done. homies. You yeah, know, I know, I know. Yeah, so she was like, do you want to check it out? I was like, that sounds amazing. And we're both a little drunk already. So we're like, yeah, let's go. So we go, and it's in this part of Atlanta that is fucking sketchy. And you come up, and there's like no lights on this street. And you come up to this, it looks like a project. Like, it's just a big building that is closed. I don't know, maybe it was an apartment building or a school or whatever. And there's no lights and there's like a little parking lot there and there's just these two brothers standing there and you're like pulling and there's no signs there's nothing and you're like is this we're gonna park for old speakeasy or something yeah we're gonna park for the Claremont and the guy's just like yeah yeah park right there and he's like whatever it is five bucks you walk out and he's like go down these stairs and it looks like some exorcist stairs and you're just like uh okay so you walk down these stairs you turn to your left and it's just a fucking hole in the wall literally there's just a door in just like a basement. I mean, there was. I mean, was it lit up? At least? Kind of. I mean, there was like a light. Yeah. There's no. It's not like you know. There's nothing there. You're literally like in. It looks like a project. And you walk down these stairs. And there's like just a doorman sitting on a stool. Was there like a slit in the door? It was <laughs> like that would that would have set <laughs> it off. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Just made any password. Got a knock. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, old fat booty. <laughs> so a little doorman. Not a little. A doorman at the door. Checks your ID. You go in. And it's, I mean, you feel like you're in a basement, and it was like a semi-big place, um, but like low ceilings, and half of it wasn't even being used. So like half of the lights were off in the place, and there was like a little stage that nobody was on. And the part that you were looking at, there was a bar that was uh, like an L. Okay. Okay, and the bartenders, uh, two ladies, are tending bar behind there. And then what's also, so there's, there's a table that's like an L. Okay, and then in the back, there was like some space where you could sit down, I guess, get lap taxes or whatever. So there's this L, the bartenders, and then b- between 
so it goes table, bartenders, and then there was like a little place where all the alcohol was, you know, like it's behind them always. Behind yeah. Them. And then there was just like a table, like a fold out table. A fold out, like like. Right, like you go to Target and like get a table. Yeah, I got a, I got a barbecue uh, yeah. this weekend. Either. Here's like a ten foot table yeah. or whatever, an eight foot table, six foot table, and you fold it out and you put it. And that's what the girls were dancing on behind the bar. On the fold out table. Yeah. Now I use those two words, girls and dancing, very loosely. <laughs> so when I say girls, I mean the first woman we saw up there uh, was probably fifty five, fifty eight. But she was, like, really thin and little and, like, strong. You tell she works out. But she was old. Short, short hair, wearing a bikini. And she was, she was actually, like, the only one kind of dance. She was only one at a time. Okay, okay. So she's dancing. And she, like, kept, like, bending over, like, at the waist. The legs were straight. And she would take both hands and just smack her ass all the time. She kept doing it. She would like wiggle her butt and then bend over and bam, bam, bam. My mom, my mom and I were just like, "What the fuck?" And there's people in there who were like, like us. Was it packed? Uh, no, it wasn't packed. And there was, there were people in there. Okay. Probably forty people, fifty people. All right, in that's there. yeah, that's yeah, a lot of people. And, and uh, so there were people like us who were just like mouth agape, like. I heard about this place. Yeah. What the fuck? It's like walking into an episode of Twin Peaks or something like that. That's what it sounds like. And then there's also regulars there, you could tell, who like just genuinely love this place and like are really into these old ass ladies. Which is fine, nothing against old ass ladies. Did she look good? She had, her body was good. Okay. She's the only one. So okay. she gets off. They call it the next one. You did say this was your, the best, your favorite. My favorite. Play. Okay, it's okay. It's the best. Um, you know, if you want to go get it late or something like that, go to a bar, try to talk to a girl, and then, you know, yeah, yeah. if I go to a strip club, like, I don't care, like, you know, or if you really, if, if you just want to, like, a girl to pretend she likes you and you get some, go to a massage place that, yeah. you know, gives you a blowjob or something like that. Like, if you go to a strip club, it's just to have a good time. So this is the best time I've ever had. Okay, okay. Okay, so the next woman gets up, and she's easily 60, maybe 65. Big, heavy lady, black lady with a big, curly, blonde wig on. How big are you talking? Let's say she's 5'4", five, 5'5", five, 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 well, somewhere uh, around there. You tall or big? Like- and like, let's say 200 pounds. Holy shit. <laughs> so she's short and, and large. Short uh, and stout. Short and stout. And she's wearing, like, like I said, long, blonde, curly-ass wig. Like big poofy curly wig. She got bright red lipstick on, and she's wearing like an American flag bikini. Oh, big ass belly! And when she gets, she like gets up on the table, and she just like basically walks around. And there's music playing. How sturdy is this table? Because not sturdy, man. Right, it's just yeah. a table. I'm worried, I'm worried about <laughs> this table. table this is a table, brother. So she's walking around. People are like, you know throwing dollars at her, or whatever. And uh, it just goes on like my mom and I are just drinking, just like. Oh, this is crazy. Did you tip these women? Uh, yeah, I threw like some money. You got to, yeah. yeah, yeah. The next woman gets on. She was like this Russian girl who was probably same thing. She was probably the youngest one at like forty five something. Okay, like oh that. shit, yeah. But just looks like she just just drinks all day. You know, like that type of skin yeah. is a drinking skin. She's bloated, and heavy, <laughs> dark hair, and she literally just walked from one end of the table to the other. At one point, B, she leans over and like, okay, so I said the tables are here, or sorry, the bar is here, the the dancing table is here, and the alcohol is here all lined up. Yeah. At one point, 
No, that's backwards. It was bar, alcohol, then table. So the alcohol was next to the bar. Like, gotcha. Okay. So the bartender stood behind the alcohol. So they would pour like over the alcohol. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So at some point, some guy like holds up a five or a 20 or something like that. She leans over and to brace herself, she just put her gross gonorrhea infested hand on the top of the bottle. You know, the bottle, the spouts are open. So she's just touching the bottles that you're drinking out of. To reach over to grab, to reach over to grab this. Th- that's the kind of place we're talking about. So, sorry, once again, guys, it's like an L-shaped bar, and the alcohol lines the bar, and there's space behind where the bartenders in this table are. And it just went on like that, man, over and over and over. At a certain point, like, there were, like, these girls from Chicago or something like that that I'm standing next to, and I start talking to, and they're talking to me, and they're, like, these nurses, and... Were they old, too? No, 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 no. They were young. They were, like, you know, 20, 30, something like that. And we just start talking about how crazy this shit is, and, like... So I was having a great time, but that's what I said. Like there were people like my mom and I who were just like, "Whoa, what?" And there's people at the bar who were like hugging up on those big old ladies and like getting lap dances in the corner of the room. It is a wild place. I just heard they remodeled, so I'm not too sure what that means. But I, I want to visit this place. If you ever go to Atlanta, I love Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta. Atlanta's amazing. I've never been to Atlanta. The Claremont Lounge is, is the spot. That sounds like the opening to fucking Nocturnal Animals. Does it? That's all I'm going to say. Anybody out there who's seen Nocturnal Animals will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, wow, that's wild, man. It's a trip, man. It's a trip. My mom and I had a great time, and then like we left. I think we went to like a bar after that. Yeah, how long did you stay? The first time I was in Atlanta. Oh, I, oh at that place. How yeah, at that place. Yeah. We were probably there at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And was that the first and only time you've been? Yeah. How did you go back? Uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't get enough of them big girls and big I, old women. I really wanted to go back. I think the last time I was there, like, we just ran out of time because, like, we had to go to, you know, we had to go to Chris Evans' birthday party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Graham and rubbing that Hollywood eliteness in everybody's faces. Uh, so go ahead, man. What were you talking about? <laughs> Before we start talking about strippers and shit, all that strippers. Man, I wish Jumbo's I, Clown Room is the shit. Jumbo's Clown Room is the shit. Oh, that's uh, how it was. Yeah, what your was boy that? that you met at Jumbo's. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, I was there with Dan. <laughs> mm. I was with Dan. Dan seemed like he would love. He lived right there. Oh, like the walking distance. Yeah, to Jumbo's. Dan seems like like Jumbo's would be his spot. Oh, he was he was there quite yeah. a bit. I believe. Yeah. And I, I I've been there with him. Yeah, to Jumbo's quite a bit. Uh, but we we were there already. And because we had just finished a mocap session that that day, and we were hanging out with some of the talent, I think uh, we was yeah, me, Dan, uh, another friend of mine, Matt Slidell, who's a wrestler who was with WWE at the time. And I think he's the one that called Chris. He was like, "Hey, Brian, do you mind if my, my buddy Chris stops by?" Man, dude, fucking bring anybody you want. Yeah. So that's how I met Chris. Nice. Chris Hero. Um, and we've been we've been cool ever since. So yeah, so it was cool seeing him at the Performance Center. Uh, got to chop it up with him for a bit. Uh, and then Triple H comes out. What? Because he he operates and runs the yeah. performance center and NXT, which is you know WWE's third brand. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. So he came out. He addressed the press and the media. He was like, "Welcome to the performance center." Blah blah blah. blah, blah. I'm the game. Triple H. Yeah yeah yeah. And uh, and then it was like, okay, now you can interview some of the talent. And I was like, oh shit. Uh, damn. I, I I did not have my questions. Oh no! I did not have any of my questions because the setup that I thought and what I was told 
was that the second part of the day was basically going to be almost like the media was going to either sit together and there'd be a superstar, almost like a, like a like what Sean Spicer does, that fucking idiot. Right. When, he, when he does his press things for the White House, right? Where it's like he's up there. You're saying you and Sean Spicer are like the same. Well, better than fucking Sean Spicer. <laughs> You're fucking better than Sean Spicer. Uh, Everybody yeah. listening to this is better than that fucking guy. <laughs> so yes, I yeah, am saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But no, but I thought it was going to be a situation where the superstar would be up there just fielding questions. Right. With everybody else. And I, and I figured in that time, yeah, when everybody else is asking questions, I think it's some bullshit to ask. Oh, whoops. Sorry. What was that? That was my line. Do you use line? No, what's that? It's a messaging service. You can uh, send texts. You can call. make phone calls. For free? For free. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a Japanese company. I have unlimited. I got grandfathered in on that AT&T unlimited data and unlimited everything. I've had unlimited data on Sprint for fucking years, son. So why do you... You're way behind the line. <laughs> you're, you're way behind. So why do you use that, then? Because you can use stickers. Oh, Jesus. It's cool, man. Your old Japanese girl. You you don't you don't have you You've should been get in Japan line. too long. You've been in Japan too long. No. Yo, we text on regular text. Why do I need to text you on that? You're the only person I know who uses it. You're the only person I would talk to. Uh. <laughs> but we can also send stickers. Send stickers. Right. If you get an iPhone, we can we can FaceTime with that. We can FaceTime on FaceTime. I don't think I have FaceTime. Oh, can I FaceTime? Oh, I see what you're saying. I got a, so I got Android, right? So I. I know. Can I? Fuck, I, don't, I don't know. No, 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 no. Face. Oh, so, but we could video chat through that. Through that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, you should get it. Hey, everybody. Line is the shit. I'm not going to do it. L I N E. You guys go ahead and do it and then call Brian and try to face chat with him. If you, hey, anybody, if you sign up the line, find me and I'll be your friend. You heard that online. Heard Blue that. Exchange stickers and whatnot. Weird ass people. <laughs> well, they can't really do it until they have a number. You know what I, mean? I guess so, that's true. Oh, fuck. What was that saying? Oh, the interview. Hunter Hearst, yeah. So it ended up being just a typical thing where it was like the first part of the day. Where we're standing up in our little section, ukes, and there are just superstars just going from each person to the next. And I was like, fuck. And one of the WWE guys who, uh, one of the reps, he was like, hey, so you guys ready? We've got, um, who was the first guy that I interviewed? Uh, Neville. Neville's coming. You guys have some questions? And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm in my head, I'm like, fuck, I got nothing. Uh, but I know Neville You know I directed him in mocap too There you go uh, A couple times mm-hmm. So uh, I'm familiar with Neville uh, We're friendly We're not friends or nothing But you know He's a We're friendly uh, So he comes over A rapport right? A rapport right. yeah And I've interviewed him several <laughs> times Like when I've been in Japan For events When WWE would go out there So he's a really cool dude And he's really He's like a friend of you Okay uh, so he comes over and he's like, hey, hey, how you been, man? Long time no see, da da da. So we're shooting the shit and I was like, hey, man, so I'm going to ask some questions. Uh, again, it's for WWE.com in Japan. And and I'm in my head, I'm thinking, what the fuck do I ask? What the fuck do I ask? And I just lit off with a question. And I forget what I asked him, but I cut him off as he was responding. And I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I hate to cut you off, but I wanted to add this other bit to this question. And his eyes just changed his brow furrowed oh shit and he went in total fucking work mode and when I mean work mode he reverted to his cause he's a heel right he recently turned heel uh, and he basically went full on heel persona character this was this was to answer the question or because you interrupted him I think it was uh, because of the question that I asked okay and I think uh 
and after the fact, I found out he he was in he basically was in work mode for all for everybody. Right. So, he so was, it wasn't just me. I think he was just in character for right. his. And and so at first, and so he kind of so when he answers a question, I think I asked about like FCW, which was developmental before performance center. Okay. And I asked a question about his experience. Hey, you've been in FCW. You've been in the performance center. We're back. You know, uh, what are some of your fond memories of uh, being in developmental? Some you know generic like that. And he's like. First of all, don't you ever nice. interrupt me again. You don't interrupt King. He's like King Neville. That's right. And, and I'm like, I was like taken aback because I was like, hey, bro, I thought we was homies, dog. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Why are you, are you embarrassing me in front of my oh, Japanese man. people? Brian Williams going to have to choke a bitch? Yeah. Right. But, he, but then, you know, he, as he's answering the question, I'm like, oh, okay. He's, mm. all right, he's doing this in gimmick. And so I asked him more questions and everything and was in gimmick, you know, character the entire time. Uh, and then he, so we ended the question. Our, we ended our, our Q&A, but there was another Japanese uh, outlet next to us, and they asked him a question. And they were, this guy was like, he was, he was holding the microphone, his hand was shaking, and Mel was just staring at his eyes. Dude, well, go on then, because he's British, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I can't do the really good. It don't work, right? Yeah. Like, go on then, but he got to ask the king. And he's like, this guy... That's, Good luck, that's, WrestleMania. That's adorable. <laughs> that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. So, <laughs> that was it. And, and Neville, he just kind of eyed him, and he, he walked off. And, and I was just laughing. I was like, wow, that was some funny shit. Amazing. Uh, and then I interviewed a couple guys after that. Uh, Finn Balor, who was, again, someone that... Uh, that name sounds familiar. And you told me about him before. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah. Maybe we saw him on that... Uh, that promotion that when we watched. No, not PWG. No, no, no. Yeah. He's, a, he's dope. You'd like him. You would like him. Yeah, he sounds really familiar. I think you've, you've said the name. I, yeah, least, yeah. Because he's like a top dude. And you know, maybe he was in that uh, that one you made me watch with uh, Nakamura. Not fighting Nakamura, but in or, that same event. Possibly. Or maybe Samoa Joe. Did you watch one of his fights with Samoa Joe, maybe? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really familiar, though. Yeah, he's a cool, he's a cool dude. And he, he uh, had been injured. And so... Uh, the big question was, "Hey, are you, how, how are you doing? Are you, are you well? Are you coming back?" Uh, and and again, like I, I've interviewed him probably more than I've interviewed Neville, and he and he's really cool with Ukes because you know he used to wrestle for New Japan, okay, pro wrestling, and my company Ukes used to own New Japan. So anytime he sees Ukes, he's like, "Oh yeah, good to talk about yeah the Japanese because he, he lived in Japan for a long time." Okay, he's very beloved in Japan. Awesome. And I'm gonna run the wrestling. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talked with him for a bit. Uh, you know, he was just happy to be back. He said, "Hey, I'm I'm free of injury. I'm ready to go. Like whenever they need me, he's like, let's do the damn thing." Uh, and and that was pretty much it. It was really you know cool uh, interview. And more than that, it was just cool to just catch up with him because he's he's a he's a really solid solid cat. Uh, and then I got to interview Jason Jordan uh, of American Alpha fame, and he was super nice, super cool. Didn't have a whole lot of stuff prepared to ask him either. I just came off the top of the head with some stuff. But got some really good answers, you know, uh, some really good responses. He, you know, waxed poetic about Dusty Rhodes and what Dusty meant to him, uh, which wasn't surprising because I've interviewed quite a bit, uh, quite a few NXT developmental talents. And the one common denominator, and I even told uh, Jason Jordan this, was that, you know, people like Dusty Rhodes comes up and everything, you know. So he's definitely he definitely he left a lasting impression uh, on developmental, 
on professional wrestling as a whole, but especially with those those men and women who came through the performance center. Uh, and then interviewed on Andrade Cien Almas, who I had to interview through a, a translator because he is Spanish and his English is not very good. Uh, and that was that was pretty funny because the translator. I could tell it was basically hired for the day who didn't know anything about wrestling. <laughs> and I'm talking, I'm asking him about uh, heels and faces. And I was like, hey, you know, you, I see a lot of uh, Tetsuo Naito's work, uh, some of the mannerisms. And, and he's a, a guy that wrestles in New Japan, Naito. And the, and the translator was looking at me like, I don't know any of that. What, it, what, is, a, what is a New Japan? What is this? <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, so New Japan for wrestling is this. You had to explain to the translator? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And I was like, you know, Amist, you're the, you're, you're, you know, the guy you translated for. He used to wrestle there. And he was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So ask it again. <laughs> and so then I asked. And Amist is just standing there kind of looking at both of us like, what the fuck's going on? Two idiots what are you? talking. Like, I'm, I'm the star. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> But we finally got everything worked out. And that was an interesting interview. He was really cool. Andrade. That's Cien awesome. Andrade. And then the last guy I talked to was uh, you know, the guy you might know. Uh, do you remember Albert? Albert. A-Train? A-Train, from, from yeah. From the Attitude Era. The, the, the big, bold, white dude with all the hair. Yeah. You know, the piercings. All right. I interviewed him. Oh, shit. Real name, Matt Bloom. Is A-Train, um, when, when was he... Wrestling? Yeah. Man, like, 90... Right, like, eight, late, late 90s, 90s right? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we used to play... My, my boys and I, we used to play that uh, wrestling game for the N64. Oh, probably No Mercy. Was it No Mercy? Uh, what was... There was another one, Wrestling too. 2000. Yeah, it's one of those. And, uh, yeah, one of my boys was always A-Train. Yeah? It was always A-Train. That's how I knew about A-Train. I, I probably watched him at the time, too. Yeah. So, do you know, as someone... Okay, so you know, so Graham knows I'm talking about. Uh, do you know what he does now? No. He is the head trainer at the Performance Center. God damn. That is, he runs that shit. Go ahead, A-Train. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. He's doing the damn thing. So, so I, got like, it, I got the interview. Like he's in charge of how people are being trained and like quality of... He he, he basically is, uh, he manages uh, all of that shit. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's so his boss like, directly is Triple H. At least when you were, if you were to look at him while he was wrestling, like this guy... Probably doesn't know how to tie his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you were judging, just right. based off I mean, yeah, based on of course, yeah, of course, of the, course, as most superficial and yeah. judgmental as you could be. Yeah, you'd be like him. Yeah, what the fuck? Wow, good for him, man. That's amazing. But the one thing that I that I've kind of realized and learned uh, is that you know when it comes to like whether they're trainers or whoever, like the the guys do agents because they got agents backstage who help put matches together. Mm-hmm. It's the mid-card, low-card guys who have all the fucking knowledge. Right. Who are basically the glue and that really hold shit down. Right. Uh, when they're wrestling or when they retire and they become a trainer or they become an agent. It's like you never see a top, top, top guy then go on to be like a, a head trainer. Right. Anything. When they stop, they either like invested it well and they're just doing their own thing or they're... I mean, they, there's, their there's, life went to hell and... Yeah, right. I mean, there's that, but I think I think it has to do with the fact that you know guys that are, and I hate to use this word jobbers, but uh, yeah, enhancement talent, right? They understand the fundamentals on a different level than uh, a guy who's there just to basically steamroll somebody and get the win, right? You know, the jobbers really are like uh, they're learning the business. 
Yeah, well, they're just really smarter about things, mm-hmm. and they know how to help things work. Um, I just don't. Yeah, that just tends to be how it is. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, but that was it. So after I interviewed Matt, Matt Bloom, A Train, Albert, uh, that was it. I, uh, you know, they shut it down. WWE guys came. Okay, everybody, yeah, it's over. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. The buses are here. <laughs> they didn't obviously say that, but like, get head to your buses and that's it. Thank you so much for coming out. Wow. And you know, I was like, all right, cool. And at this point, I was fucking just tired as shit. Uh, I haven't been up so early, right? So I say goodbye to, to my boy Chris Hero. Now he goes, now he's got the name uh, Cassius Ono. Nice. So I said bye to, to Ono, got on the bus, went to sleep. On the bus? On the bus, nice. yeah. Uh, went back to our, our hotel, you know, got in the car. And that was a wrap, man, as I thought it was. But like that was the end of my, my work day. Okay. So that was the first day. Jesus. But that's it. Like, I, that was my work day. Uh, the next day, I. It wasn't really work. I just had to go to uh, this thing that WWE does every year. It's called the uh, Business Partner Summit. Okay. And you have to get all dressed up. Right. Like everybody's sucking each other's dicks and like. Yeah, Pretty much. Yeah. It's WWE. Best. Yeah. It's, it's WWE's way of uh, saying thanks to all of their, right. their licensors and right. that kind of stuff like Snickers and 2K, you know, for the video game and like all the businesses that do work. Right. We're going to um, give you a free dinner. And free drinks. Free breakfast. It was free, in the morning. So no drinks. We're gonna give you breakfast. Free. Was awesome. It was it. Oh yeah. yeah. That's why I like. That's why I look for. Was I look like, for it was like a buffet. We could just load eggs. It and was. Shit. It was that's a my favorite. Kind of, yeah. It was a buffet. Was it buffet? Yeah. It was a buffet with an omelet bar. Nice. You know, uh, and it was great, man. I look forward to those things. I hate dressing up, but the breakfast is always dope. And WWE. They give out the best fucking gift bags. Really? Oh, yeah. What was in your gift bag? So I was just waiting for the end for that shit to end. So I can get my fucking <laughs> gift bag. Where do I get my gift bag? Where am I getting my Where's gift bag? Where's my tote bag, son? Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's in my gift bag? Yeah. Uh, but what did I get? It was funny because as soon as the thing ended, there were like, I don't know, maybe 200 people at this thing. Cultures. And it was, and it's a legit presentation like Vince comes out he's like thanks everybody for coming at Wrestlemania blah, does blah, he blah, walk blah, like blah. that all the time he kind of does does he just Vince walk he kind of does and I, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like wow this is for like a, this thing here like they they spared no expense right the stage looked like they were about to film an episode of fucking Raw I mean this fucking company is printing money I like know, they are man and they've been printing money for uh, the last what 30 years yeah just like Probably longer than that, but you're right. But man, they, prior to that, they were big. But, but now, from the '90s forward, good God, yeah. the amount of money that this company's making—it it is ridiculous. Billions. You see, and you see, and they like, and, and they definitely are not cheap. Like this company, they spend a lot of money too. Yeah. Like they put it out there with that look. You know, we are a preeminent fucking thing. You know what I mean? We're on Wall Street. We got you here. We're not skimping on shit. Right. You know, they. It was just. It was just amazing. To, to see the lanes the only thing missing at this summit was was pyro going off right you know they had superstars coming out to introduce people Damn. they were giving out this award for the business partner of the year and something like none of these superstars thought like I just want to wrestle I want to beat ass I want to get a championship I want to make a ton of money I want to fuck a bunch of bitches do a bunch of cocaine and then I gotta go to the, some business I got, yeah, meeting I'm booked for the business introduce yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the head of Snickers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this one act opened it up. This act, the New Day, they come out and they're doing their shtick. You know, these uh, uh, three man team, uh-huh. these black dudes. 
who uh, I like as talents, but I'm not a big fan of their gimmick. But they come out and they're doing their thing. And What's they're their gimmick? Uh, it's like some, uh, they're just basic cooning. Yeah. I hate to use that word, but that's what it yeah. is. But like I said, I mean, they're doing what they're told. And I'm just happy. They, hey, they're successful. They're making their money. Sure. Which is what you got to do. So do it. Uh, but they came out, you know, telling their, their jokes or whatever. This other tag team came out to interrupt them. And then Vince comes out. Like, hey, get out of here. Vince is part of the blah, 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 blah. And then he, he thanks everybody for all their business and for, you know, investing in WWE. Oh, damn. And then Stephanie comes out. Like, they just trot out all, you know, Triple H comes out and they talk about all this stuff. And it look, it's informative. It is. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it, it really, for me as a game designer, one, I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing here? Right. I don't understand why I'm here. Right. I'm not investing money in these people. I'm not. Yeah. You know, in all the stuff they're talking about, like, I, don't, I mean, it's cool. I mean, they put up these really cool video packages, kind of. Mm-hmm. Showing how big WWE is, and it's impressive. It's like, yo, we know. Yeah. <laughs> we all know. You guys are slinging dick all over the world. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> we get it. That's pretty much what, they, what they're doing. It's like, hey, by the way, uh, yeah. we are this, this badass, mm-hmm. and we are in this many countries, and, mm-hmm. you know, touting themselves, which is good. Hey, do what you got to do, sure. you know? But, you know, it establishes, like, for the people who are investing the money, they have yeah. these companies, establishes, or reestablishes, like, their faith. In continuing to do in it, in the brand like, itself, okay, yeah. how successful they are, like yeah. Sure. And and I've met a couple of people. I remember last year I met this guy who, when we were in, when I was in Dallas for the summit, uh, I was eating my breakfast, and he's like, "Hey, do you mind if I share this table with you?" I'm like, oh, I said, "Go ahead, press it down." And he was like, "Hey, so what do you do?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm one of the game designers. I work on the game." And I was like, "What about you?" He's like, oh, I'm, "I'm in. I'm, I'm like I manage uh, the portfolio on Wall Street, some shit like that." Yeah. And and he was like, "So do you?" Go to WrestleMania and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the show. I'm like, what about you? He's like, nah, I've never seen any of their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm basically an accountant. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you know. And, he, and I was like, oh, you're not gonna stay at WrestleMania? He's like, no, I'm getting on a flight, going back to New York right after this. Right. But that's the kind of thing that this this summit is. You know, like, it's a corporate. It's a corporate thing. thing. Yeah. It's a total corporate thing. You know, have the people that were in that room probably have never. <laughs> Seen at WrestleMania, let alone watch Raw every week or whatever. Right. They're just, it's straight up business. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this thing lasted about an hour. And towards the end, I'm getting all antsy uh, because I'm like, man, what's the name? What's, what's that gift bag? Got to got to bolt out of here and make sure I get mine. <laughs> so, uh, as soon as it ended, that's exactly what I did. John Cena comes out. He's like, hey, Snickers, you won the business partner of the year. Congratulations, photo, 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 and that's it. And I got up out of my seat. I went to the back. They opened the big doors. I like keep gift bags as far as the eye can see. <laughs> and then you went up like every ten minutes. Is it time for gift bags? No, sir. <laughs> no, it's sir. Not time for gift bags. Ten minutes. Uh, is it gift bag time? <laughs> sir, please sit down. <laughs> I'll just let me know when the gift bag coming. I'm ready to get my gift bags. Oh, man, if I loved it, man. Well, they have. So I got a couple t-shirts. I got a tap out. Nice. Uh, so you know, you know that tap out. The tap out is wear. still around. WWE owns it now, I guess. Holy shit, that's crazy. So they got sold. Yeah, it's in JC Penney's now. I mean, good for them. Yeah, good for them for hanging on because Tap Out was the is is the king of the example of why you shouldn't let just any because they were just like anybody who wanted to wear their shit and and for in, in UFC at that time. Yeah, yeah that's what I know. Fucking them. everybody wear Tap Out and they got massive and then just like. Overnight, it was like, no, your guys are gone. And they just disappeared. Why? Why? It was just overexposure, I guess. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. From the UFC, they just went away. Because I wondered that. Because, yeah, I used to watch UFC and I'd see this tap out stuff. And then all of a sudden, it kind of went away. But, yeah, I think WWE, they either maybe invested in that company or they just own it outright. But, yeah. So, I got, you know, an athletic shirt. 
um, a WrestleMania t-shirt. I got a, a Blu-ray DVD of uh, a WWE Robomania. It's a Jetsons WWE <laughs> animated film. <laughs> last year, last year I got a DVD of uh, uh, some action movie they did with Dolph Ziggler. Nice. Uh, who's also a friend of mine. Shout out to Dolph. I know you're not listening, but what up, Dolph? What up, Dolph? Uh, I got a two uh, little figurines, action figures. Nice. Uh, a WWE notebook, hardcover notebook. Uh, a, a pen with a light on it. Oh shit! So you can see what you're writing. Exactly. Um, shit. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? I guess maybe that was it. That's tight, man. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it wasn't their best give back, but it'll. There's do. nothing like getting. I mean, it's some free stuff. It's like. Oh yeah, it's great, man. And a free awesome breakfast. Could you like just keep going back and eat and eat and eat? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. It's like my. It's like right, right under threesomes. The things I love and like would indulge in, overindulge in, it's just like all you can eat breakfast buffet. It was awesome. That shit is dope. And honestly, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Like, especially when it comes to the all you can eat breakfast. Not too interested in like lunch and dinner. Yeah, I want them eggs and I, that bacon. Yeah. Son. Like breakfast is my shit. Fuck yeah. Give me the eggs, give me the bacon, give me I want the fruit plates, I want all that shit. I want I want some fucking waffles. Oh god. I want some goddamn pancakes. Some French toast too some French while you're toast. at it. And where's that good syrup? Don't hide that shit. How about how about having a fucking crepe? Ooh. Can I can I can I can I give you a crepe Graham? The fancy omelet. Yeah, the fancy, fancy omelet. That's right, brother. Ooh. I love me some crepes. Crepes man. are good, man. Yeah. Crepes are real good. And I'm not even gonna lie, man, I'm pretty new to the crepe game. Are you? I am. I just started eating crepes maybe about maybe six years ago, man. You, oh, you do well, that's, that's, six years good. You dive yeah, in. But I am thirty seven. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah. So thirty one, you started eating crepes. Thirty one, I started I eating crepes. That's your timeline of your life now. <laughs> oh, it's, that's uh, pre crepe pre crepe B, yeah. Post crepe B. Oh, that was ten years after I started eating crepes. <laughs> man oh. yeah yeah breakfast buffets yeah love shit. that the other thing you don't worry about at breakfast buffets is just like orange juice coffee all you can drink yeah, grapefruit juice uh, they did not uh, but, I, but you know what though if I would have asked for it I'm sure they would have brought it out hey somebody go bring in fly, go to the store get some grapefruits <laughs> This man wants some goddamn this, grapefruit juice. The one black guy at this business summit needs some goddamn grapefruit have. juice. It's gotta be different. <laughs> if we don't do it, he's gonna scream oppression or some shit. Get it? That's dope, man. That's really dope. Was orange juice fresh? Freshly, freshly squozen. Squozen? Yep. Yeah, that was good. Ooh, that's sexy. That's yeah. a sexy breakfast buffet. Yeah. That's good, man. It was good. Yeah, the only thing I know, like when I was uh, in finance... It should be in finance. I right? forgot about that. Yeah. It was, was it Wells Fargo? Wells Fargo. Aren't, didn't they just get busted for like... Uh, oh, banks are cheating and shit. I mean, I know they are. Yeah. But they got I'm, caught. Yeah, they got some he- heavy shit. I think some dude, like, were, they were opening up um, accounts on people's... They were opening up dummy accounts on people's accounts that they didn't, they, they didn't know. Or sounds like sounds that. about right to me. Did you mind about the last one? No, go ahead. Um, yeah, so... I, but I would... At that time, this was like... Mid two thousands, so it was before everything fell apart, like yeah. a few years before that fell apart. So you, they were you, just, you were part of the problem. I was. Part of the oh, I, I wasn't in subprime. That was the problem. Like yeah. Those people, they were fucking the country big. Um, but it was like Wells Fargo. Like every month, we'd have those. They'd get us all together in a room. Well, yeah. like those summit type things. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there was one every year that was in. I forgot where, which is like all the top people in the country, you'd go and they'd suck your dick for a whole weekend. Yeah. But like every month, 
one day out of the one night out of the month, they'd rent off the entire top floor of uh, Sheraton or Marriott or something in Universal. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And they would just fucking you know stuff us full of food and drinks, and everybody would get up there and like it just yay money. And I'd be so fucking bored and annoyed, and I would just wait. I'd put my name in the raffle, and then just keep drinking scotch until I got Was to the bar. Yeah. All right, that's cool. So I'd just pound the scotch, and then they'd bring out motivational speakers, and I would glare at them the entire time because I hate that shit. And they would, like, <laughs> they'd try to call on people from the audience, and they would, like, look, because I'd be sitting up front because I was, like, you know, the top people I had to sit up front. Oh, <laughs> that is the most casual, humble brag I've ever seen, you know? You know, the, the top people sitting to the front. You just slid that into me. That was brilliant. I gotta let you know. I just gotta Damn. Let you know. So, uh, I, gotta, yeah. I gotta learn from you, man. You just gotta I'm too like blatant. I'm too blatant on my shit. <laughs> but I was glaring at these motherfuckers and they would like ask this person next to me and then ask the next person and then they'd get to me and then just like look at me and like, nope, I'm gonna skip over you. <laughs> too, too intense. Yeah, and I'm like, thank God because I don't want to talk to this dummy. But I hated those things so much. And it was like every month... It's like, all the money you're spending on this, just cut me a check for whatever this is. Like, divide how much this is by how many people are here, and just give me that whatever it is. Like, 1500 bucks. give me that. That's so true. That's I don't want to so go. I don't want to do, talk to you people. I don't like any of you. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm not trying to fuck any of you. I don't, none of you are my friends. Like, there's no reason for me to be here. Yeah. Yeah, those, are, those events, they're... Um yeah, I, I just, I felt like you. Right. You know, I really just, man, I don't belong here. Right. Not that I don't belong, but it's like, I don't want to be here. You just don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Right. You know? Uh, for breakfast, though. The breakfast is good. They would give us some lame-ass chicken vegetable dinner. Like, you know how that shit goes. Oh, yeah. Dry-ass uh, chicken breast. Overcooked. Yeah. Rubbery-ass vegetables. Yeah. Oh, that is the worst. See, but breakfast, you never have that problem. You don't. Especially when you got that on the party. Hey, if anybody really likes the Bombcast and you want to support, find a, a local all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet in L.A. and send Brian and I a couple tickets. <laughs> if you love us. A couple love tickets. Us. Let us go. Let us go. A couple tickets to the, to the we're just, breakfast buffet. We're just a couple of struggling young men just trying to survive in the city. And we, we are. And we love eggs and bacon and French toast and, and crepes, apparently. And waffles, crepes. <laughs> Gotta be, hey, crepes all day, man. What's your favorite filling for the crepes? All right, so I'm a, I'm a uh, what is it, uh, a savory, savory crepes fan. Not a sweet. Not a sweet. Okay. Putting all that fucking whipped cream and all oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, in. Yeah, all yeah. the fruits and all that. Like, nah, nah. I don't want any fruit touching my crepe. You know, almost, <laughs> even on the top. Like not even on the top. Some strawberries. If there's no nope, berries on them. Nope. 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 Oh, Kick rocks with them <laughs> shits. I want some fucking ham. Some mushrooms. Oh shit. Some scrambled eggs. Put some scrambled eggs up in that bitch. Scrambled eggs inside the crepe. Inside the crepe. Eggs and eggs? Eggs and eggs. Well, crepes are not just egg. Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty much just egg. Yeah, yeah. Double down on that shit, man. Good for you. I want, I, yes, that, that's what I like. I never even consider that. Spinach. Brilliant. Uh, and that's why I like, I like chopping up chicken and putting it in my Chicken? Sun-dried tomatoes? Because then I feel like I'm like a, like a crazy god forcing one dead animal to like live with the other dead animal that's just a little older than me. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like almost cannibalistic like yeah take that eggs you have to live with the, the one that made it longer than you but he's dead too fuck you I'm the ruler I guess I get weird oh, with my breakfast cruel man <laughs> damn I didn't know you had that in you I know alright no more 329 lagers uh, brings out the brings yeah, out man. the monster in you man <laughs> alright so you're a savory a savory crap man yeah yeah. good for you man I like that I like. I'm, that. I know good for me uh, <laughs> I don't need I don't, I don't need your approval <laughs> 
I know it's good for me. I'm with you on the no whipped cream thing. Like, I, yeah. I like fruit and stuff like that. But yeah, whipped cream in general, I don't like. I'm not yeah, me neither. Some bullshit. When I go to Starbucks and I see people ordering these fancy ass coffee drinks and they're like 50 percent whipped cream, I'm like, and not to mention, I just I'm getting diabetes just yeah. looking at this. The shit. drink that they put the whipped cream on is sugar anyway. Exactly, sugar is straight up poison. Like, yeah, it's just straight up poison. Yeah. All right. So you went to that. So, yeah, so that was it. So after the summit, I was done. That was we got Saturday. our WrestleMania tickets. Yeah, that was Sunday morning. That was Saturday. Saturday morning. That's right. Sorry. So then, yeah. So that was it. I was tired. Went to the nap. Went to the gym. Um, that night, went to the NXT Takeover. Good uh, for you for special. going to the gym on like oh, yeah. working. Yeah. I, I made sure ahead of time. I checked out the hotel to make sure they had a facility. Brought my shit. Uh, went to NXT Sunday. Went to WrestleMania. Now here's see. I don't humble brag. I just straight out brag. Brag, yeah, yeah. Me and my peoples, eight of us, myself, my... Eight know, including you? Eight including me. Okay. Ukes, uh, the Ukes contingent, went to WrestleMania in our own private WWE shuttle. Go ahead. Holla at your boys. <laughs> holla at your boys. Holla, 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 holla. <laughs> that was us. We got... So we, we got to the hotel, uh, the Sheraton, where WWE, uh, Pete, the press people were. Uh, so we drove our car there. And uh, we met up. We checked in. Like, Ukes is here. Like, okay, well, this he's going to be your driver. I forget his name. What a brother, man. Whatever your name was, man. Shout out to you. I should have got it. Drivers yeah. make the world go round. They man. do. They got to get you, get, get you places. They're the unsung heroes. Of they really are. And this yeah. guy was fucking badass. And he was like, yeah, this is, yeah, I'll take you guys if you got to go. Uh, just let me know when you're ready. I'm like, yeah, we can roll now. So we get on our own. It's like these people are Japanese. They're on time. Time. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Fucking A, right. This show had TV. I was watching the fucking Mm. NBA on the way to the arena. Goddamn. Had refreshments. As an athlete. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, we get to WrestleMania, and you talk about it early. We got there fucking hella early, Mm -hmm. man. We got there like at 4 30. What time does the show start? Seven? I think it technically started at six. Six. Yeah. And got in, uh, went in where the WWE talent gets in. So we had, we got to bypass all the, the regular folks. Mm-hmm. Although I'm a regular folk too, I just happen to enjoy some of these perks sometimes. Dusting that dirt off your shoulder, no problem. That's no it. problem. That's it. I'm obviously you're a Hollywood elite. Apparently. I'm a WWE elite. Apparently. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we got we got there and disembarked, and the guy was like, "Hey, so just meet me here at the end of the show, and yeah, I'll take you guys back." So like cool. So at that point we kind of split up because uh, so myself, my coworker Onosan and my friend Derek, we went to our seats, and then the rest of our guys they went to uh, there was a VIP party. Okay, that was going on. We all couldn't get in, but they went and did oh, that. So I, I guess you're not that cool. Elite with the lowercase. <laughs> but uh, but I, honestly, I didn't want to go anywhere. I've been at one of those before, and it's like nah, I just brag. brag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning from you. I learned it from you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they went to the party and then we went to our suite. Uh, and that was pretty dope. That's awesome, man. Watch the... And it was funny because we... So we all sat in the suite. And so we you're had like to get, above the ring watching down so you can see all the stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a suite. It was a, it was a suite that... We, I, we usually have uh, sit in the suite that 2K provides. Uh, 
but this time it was a WWE suite. Mm. Um, nicer. Eh, they're sweet to sweet. Right. You know. Damn. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> but it was funny because we had to get this uh, colored wristband mm-hmm. to get up to the, the suite level, right? And I can't tell you the number of times that I got stopped. I, I, I got on the, like the first time it was fine. People were like looking at my ticket like hella hard. Like mm-hmm. you sure you looking, looking at me like really? Like <laughs> sweet level three? <laughs> Huh? And I'm like, is there a problem? They're like, no, 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 no. Video game people don't have this kind of clearance. Exactly. <laughs> I think they saw me. I'm wearing, you know, black. And the, and the, and the, the fucked up thing is that these were these were my people. And they look. They were like, you don't. But, they huh? don't let uh, our kind up here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, 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 that was kind of like the impression I oh, got. Oh shit. And but of course, you know, I got in. And so that was so that was the first time. I'm like, okay, I know I don't look like the type that'll be up in the suite. Right. All this kind of thing. But that's fine, you know. Type so, meaning like it was probably like old white men. Yeah, because okay. basically, on I guess you know, once I got up there, the people that were there basically were the same type of people that were at that business partner summit. Right. People who don't watch wrestling, but, but they're there. Just like, oh, well, WWE's right. giving us these things, so we'll go. A bunch of old white men with wrinkly skin. And, yeah. Yeah. And some, actually, some fine ass business women too. Was was quite a quite a lot of money attracts attract yeah, ladies. That is true. <laughs> That is true. Uh, but no the, disrespect. There's nothing wrong with that. But the funny thing is that once we got to our suite and we realized that, oh, shit, like, there's no free booze. There's no Oof. free food, which is, which is typically, box. yeah, which is typically what we get. But I'm like, look, I'm not going to be upset about that. It's like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, but they had free food and free drinks at that party, though. They did. Yeah. Oh, I smelled it. <laughs> I smelled it. All this, so the sweets that were surrounding our suite. Crepes for everybody! It Woo! was a crepe party, man. Yeah. It was a crepe party in one. Raining from the ceiling. Like okay. that, it was like that first scene in Blade when the blood comes down, but it was just crepes crepe. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. And, the, and, the, and the suite uh, opposite that, omelets. Fucking hell. I'm joking, but they definitely had some yeah. food. So I was like, okay, well, fuck it, it's fine. Man, they had like sodas and stuff, mm-hmm. so I'm like, that's something. So I, so I went down... So we got there like at five to our, to our suite, right? And we're right. sitting out, we're just enjoying the shit. Still hadn't started. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm hungry. So I went down, I left the, the, the suite, right? Went downstairs like a level, maybe like two levels to get a hot dog and some beers for me and my coworker. Is it expensive? Honestly, no. Really? I mean, it was because it's an arena. But uh, in comparison to like a stable center... It was fucking cheap as shit. Cheaper than the Staples Center? Oh yeah. Holy shit. The Florida is cheap, dog. Well yeah. I was I was living I was living loving it out there. Did you eat anywhere like outside, like in a normal place? Oh yeah. I had a fifty dollar T bone. Oh shit. Look at you. Brag. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that things are overly salted in Florida? Um, but we went to really top of the line restaurants, so fucking that. whatever, man. Go on with your story. <laughs> Go on, with your story. when I was in Florida, I ate at Applebee's, and that shit was terrible. <laughs> I'd be like, can you not put salt on anything? Yeah, no Applebee's us. You guys are fucking terrible. I hate you, Florida. It, yeah, hey, my first time in Florida, I had the same type of experience. Where I was like, the food is the worst. Yeah, it's just it's a brick of salt. Yeah, and, yeah, it's really. You just gotta go to the the nice yeah, okay, well, restaurant. Right, right, so yeah. go ahead. So you saw on the way back from my getting my refreshments, Vidal T-Bone, it was fucking delicious. I, it fucking damn well better be. <laughs> yeah, on the company. Love Ukes. I love Good my job. Good job, Ukes. Good job, Ukes. So, so I'm getting back up, and I get into the, the elevator, and, and I'm, I press the button to go, you know, 
third floor suite. And there's some other people in the elevator with me. And they're talking to... And the, and the elevator has, uh, like, an attendant okay. that's in there, right? That just stays with the elevator and kind of helps people. And so, but I get in there and I put three, and he's talking to the other people. Because uh, I think they were lost or whatever. So he goes up. I get to three. You know, I'm walking out. He's like, hey, 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 young blood. Hey, what are you doing? You, you can't get... What are you doing? What, this, ain't, this ain't for you. And I was like... I was like, bro, like, and I showed him my ticket, and then the women that were on the outside, because there were people, like, attendants yeah. on that floor standing in front of the elevator, right. they're like, no, no, he's good. He's good. He's he's good. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, damn, dog. this happened to be, like, four times throughout the course of this marathon of a fucking WrestleMania. Goddamn. And speaking of marathon, this WrestleMania was the longest I think in history, this motherfucker was like six hours. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that's too long. You think? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it? You think? Like, I remember, I remember them being long as shit as a kid. They like, were typically three, three hours. Three hours, right? Yeah. I remember three hours being like, whoa, yeah. this is so long. Six, six hours. hours. And six we got there at 4.30. Of, of event? Yes. Yes. So, like, if you were watching at home, it was Six, six hours. Including uh, maybe even Whoa. seven when you include the pre-show. Whoa, dog! I wanted to go home, home back to the hotel. Yeah, less than halfway through. No shit. And I'm man. looking at my, I'm looking at the, my, my, my phone, like the the time. And I'm like, oh, it's eight o'clock. We were there till twelve. It, ended, it ended at twelve. So from four thirty to twelve. Yeah, I was at that arena. I got liquored up like a some bitch. As man. you should, man. Yeah. As you should. Can you you expense all that shit? Oh yeah, I did. I already got my money back. Nice. That's another good, good thing about about Ux is that I get my expense. But as soon as I put them in, I'll get the, the check the same Japanese day. company. Efficient. Yeah. It's like, Efficient. All right. And they understand that like, that's your money. You should have a bill. yeah. They yeah. Don't fuck around. Exactly. These fucking fat ass Americans. I don't. I don't even work for anybody. I'm self employed. But I used to. I understand. The yeah. You used to work with THQ. You've been yeah. in the industry. Well, far with THQ, fucking bunch of other dumbass companies. Yeah. Like, yo, give me my fucking money back. And they're like, nah, it'll be like two months. You yeah. They put you through all those fucking hoops and shit. Yeah. I remember THQ had the worst uh, when it came to uh, getting your money back. It would take you like a month. Yeah. THQ was. You know what? Actually, the worst. THQ was pretty bad. Wells Fargo was actually not that bad. It would be about a week. Well, that's but, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Wells Fargo was good about it, but um, you know, when you're stealing money from people, you can pay people back quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, that wasn't a real. That was that was hush money. It's yeah. Like, there you go. When I was doing graphic design and uh, like silk screening and stuff like that, I did a bunch of work for Forever Twenty One, and those motherfuckers took like two months. Two months. And it wasn't like it was an expense. That was just to pay me. Oh. Uh, for the invoice, and all yeah, that but that's what I hear. Like, yeah, but you were doing, you were doing um, freelance. You said right, yeah, it was freelance. Yeah, so freelance, independent contractor. There's freelance, like, you take, we're gonna yeah. take six, seven months. I don't give a shit. Y'all get fucked around bad. That's crazy. Like being an independent contractor, they really take their time. And there's no recourse. You can't do anything. I know, about it. and that's why they take their time. Right. They drag their feet because they. What can you do? It's like, well, we'll pay you. Don't worry. Yeah, some down too much though. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty rough. Well, that's good, man. So you did. Uh, yeah, so, so that was midnight. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I'm gonna sum this up. I'm gonna talk about some other shit. Yeah, but uh, so got home at like two a.m. The next day, went to Raw, which was three hours. Uh, met some cool cats though from the UK. I forget the names right now, but they were really cool. Uh, met them having some drinks, and then Tuesday morning came home. I love wrestling. Wrestled out. Yes. Wrestled yes. out. Way the fuck out. 
That is a lot uh, of wrestling, man. Dude, honestly, even before Mania started, I was just like, man, like, I don't think I want to go to this thing. Yeah. I, I almost thought about maybe just staying at the hotel, just watching on the WWE Network. <laughs> but I was like, no, I got to go. I got to go. Uh, mm. That is my life. And I know I say, like, I'm very blessed and lucky to be able to do and experience the things that I'm able to do and experience. And it's all because of my job. And I'm very grateful. Shout cheers to Ukes. Cheers to Ukes. Cheers to WWE cheers for to WWE. taking care of us. Wow. Uh, love the gift bags. Keep that shit coming. <laughs> uh, and that was it, man. Yeah, came back. That's Got awesome, back man. Tuesday. Tuesday morning. And went right, right into the office. So overall, it was a good trip. Like, it, it was. A hard, a hard weekend. A yeah, hard yeah. Honestly, yeah. It was great. Yeah. You know, and I really came back from this trip just thinking to myself, as stressful as I was going into it, but the whole, you know, having to interview everybody, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, I've got the best fucking job in the world, man. For someone like me who actually likes wrestling, right? it's like my job is fucking awesome, yeah, you man. you love wrestling, you love video games, that's what you do. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool, man. I get to go to these events for free, mm-hmm. you know, events that people would kill to go. Mm-hmm. And, and talk to the talent and like, yeah. like kick it with them. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm really blessed, man. And that's that was my biggest takeaway, is that, you know, being... Because, you know, sometimes, like, yeah, I talk to you. I get yeah. all down, like, fuck, like, I'm not happy or da-da-da. Just, yeah. And it's, it's got to slap myself sometimes. Right. Say, really? You know, be Right. My job, my job. I got a good job. <laughs> you know, I... I got. I can be. I can go to. I, yeah, I'm not even. That's a that. fucking win, man. That's a win. Like, it is. That's awesome. Good for you, man. That's yeah. very, very cool. So that was my WrestleMania weekend, or week. Week, yeah. Um, good to be home. Glad that it's over. Glad to have you back, man. Yeah. Los Angeles appreciates that you're home. My week was weird. Like I, uh, well, last week it was rough because my ex-wife had said a couple, like a week ago she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take." Grayson to Mammoth for the week. I was like, well, no. But this was a week that I was the week you were yeah. gone. I was like, well, no. That's you know, two of my days with him. Like, no. <laughs> I love how she's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, she this is all the time. She's done it many times. <laughs> and I was like, well, no. And she's like, well, I'm doing it anyway. Her literal words were, take it up with my lawyer. She didn't. I swear to God. And uh, so. What did she, you think this is like a movie? It, dude, everything she says is like a oh, movie. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. So, yeah, so I was really upset all week. And I saw I went to a show On Tuesday night Did you take it up With the lawyer? Yeah I haven't heard back yet But I told my lawyer I was like Hey this is happening They can't just do that shit Can Can't she? So I asked my lawyer I was like Hey like uh, What the fuck And she's like There's actually nothing You can do But if this goes to court It'll look really bad On her On her Yeah Okay Um, like, well, I guess that's that's the best that you notify them So they can uh, right. take so notes She sent her letter yeah. Her lawyer wrote a letter Who was like on a cruise so so there was that that was really frustrating and then Tuesday I, like weeks back like six weeks ago I bought tickets to a show to go see Oathbreaker that band I told you about that yeah, guy's yeah. Man. I think I saw I think you tweeted something about that yeah, yeah and I, I bought that. two tickets one for me I was going to take Sergio I told Sergio hey like, let's go Sergio yeah and oh, don't, don't, don't get too happy <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so back then I was like hey man I got tickets man he's like oh man how do I, what do I, I was like, don't worry about it just buy me a drink when we get there no big deal so a the, the, a few like five days before he's like so how do you want to do it you want to pick me up at work and then we'll go out there and I was like no nah, man we can just meet there I was like I'm going to be working I'm, I'm teaching out in Encino till like five or six where was the concert going to be at is it the Roxy oh okay. yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like you know he works in Burbank at Disney so yeah just meet up there I was like yeah let's just, let's just meet there he never drives anywhere 
Like he'll get everybody to drive him anymore. I love you, Sergio. But come on, man. <laughs> but, but how's he get? How's he get with this driving? How's he get to work? He drives, but like if it's going anywhere, going out or whatever, he just fucking won't do it. He have somebody take. Is he had a DUI or something? No. Oh. So I was like, well, no, man. I'm gonna be working. He's like, oh, that's cool. Like by the time you get done, you just swing, pick me up. We'll still get there on time. <laughs> and I was like, no, dude. I, then I got in the morning. I'm gonna go pick up my son. Like I'm not. That's an hour out of my way both ways. Yeah. Like, if I picked him up, it'd be an hour to get him. And then I drop him off, it's an hour, and then I live in Alhambra. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like, no, nah, man. Like, let's just meet there. And he was like, okay, that should work. And I was like, I fucking know you're going to flake on me. The night, night before, he's like, yeah, man, I don't think I can make it. Like, no way. He's like, you know, it's just the parking is a bitch. I'm like, can you find somebody else to go? He couldn't just Uber? I'm asking questions I know the answer Yeah like, Yes he, Of course Yeah he could of course He could have yeah. driven his fucking car Like a man Yeah So he didn't go Of course I didn't find Anybody to go um, How much was that ticket? It wasn't much It was like the, Each one was 20 bucks It wasn't okay. a big deal It was more just like the Yo man Like I did something nice If I was in town I would have went Yeah thank you I appreciate that Yeah So I went You probably wouldn't ask me But I would I, I would have gone I knew you would have been like What the fuck am I watching These crazy ass people <laughs> I would have gone, you know, just yeah. I would have. I, I, I like the Roxy. I, I would have told. Yeah, I haven't been there since the last time I played there, which is weird. I was like, man, I haven't been here in like eight years. It's been yeah, it's been a long, long time. 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 Yeah. I think Amir played there once. Um, so I got I get there and then like I'm trying to FaceTime with my son. I'm out in front and I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna pick you up tomorrow. And she's like, no, I'm taking him. And she like. Got all fucking. Oh, that's when you found out. About no, no, no. I knew already, but I was like, hey, the night before, like, I'm coming tomorrow morning to pick him up. She's like, well, I'm taking him. Uh, and I, even prior to that, I said like, okay, well, I'll give you a Friday. I'll give you my Friday. We'll, yeah. I'll take another one of your days, and we'll just trade one day for one day. But I'm not losing a whole week with him. She was like, no. I was like, look, I'm compromising. I'm compromising. I was like, yo, I'm compromising. She's like, that is not a compromise. I was like, that, that is actually the definition of a compromise. She asked even, for two days. I'm giving you one of my days. She's not even having a conversation with you. She's no. just... No. That, that was what our relationship and marriage was, too. Oh. Shout out to marriage. <laughs> Don't get married. Hashtag give marriage a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag 50% of all marriages and divorce. That's the happy half. Um, so Hashtag I was on the 50% of the divorce side. <laughs> yeah, thank God. So... Um, so yeah, we're FaceTiming and then I was like, that's really horrible and she fucking hung up on me. So I was all mad. I didn't want to stay for the show. But I was like, you know what? I I never go out of the house. Yeah, you're there, man. You had to fucking go. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna stay. So the opening band was cool, I don't remember their name, but they were dope. Um and then the middle band was alright, and then Oathbreaker was awesome. They were great. And I was happy to be there. And like I did some <laughs> it's funny, because I'm I was like I don't the thing I hate about shows, like especially like a lot of metal shows where bands start to kinda get really big is like it shows like the rocks so they'll like rope off the seating area like yeah. they have those little tables and shit and it's all VIP and VIP is like celebrities and people who don't fucking listen to this music yeah. don't even like it and it happens all the time it's when like I go to shows it's like the people in the suites exactly like, you, you don't know? like this you don't like shit this. you need to be here for exactly. this exactly and you're t- like people who would actually like to be here can't be here because you so like that, so they're like alright man I gotta go stand in the back I don't like people around me and the comp too so it's like the place is losing out money it's right like, so I go in the back, I find a spot, like, there's a little wall, like a half wall behind me. So like, all right, so nobody can go behind me. I like that. There's a little uh, shelf, and I'm, like, right behind some of them. This dude selling merch for the opening band. Like, great view of the stage. I'm cool. At a certain point, I'm like, man, I, 
I should probably get a little drunk. <laughs> so I, just a uh, little. Just a little drunk. But, you know, get a little faded. So I turn around, I'm looking at the bar, I'm looking at the guy in front of me selling the merch for the band. I'm looking at the bar, I'm looking at the guy, and at a certain point, like, he looks back and I'm like, hey, can you just not let anybody take my spot? I'm going to go get a couple drinks. And he was like, all right. I was like, oh, finally one good thing happened today. So oh, I go, man. and I did a really adult thing. I don't think I, 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 don't, I can't remember the last time. I don't know if I've ever done this. I bought two drinks at once. So I didn't have to go back. Wow. And yeah. I was like... Yeah, when you got, yeah, before you said couple, I was like, oh, are you going to double fist this shit? Yeah. I was all like, right. I'm a genius. It is smart. I'm a genius. I was like, because I'm just going to get two drinks, because any more than that, I risk a DUI, I can't handle that shit What'd again. what you get? I just got two vodka sodas. Okay. I wanted scotch, but I was like, that, that'll get me too fucked up, and like, you know. So I had my drinks, great show. And the guy saved his spot. The guy saved my spot. Oh, I thought I thought you. I thought no, no, it would be a situation where you come back. You're like, sorry, bro. And he saved my spot. I was, I was selling a t-shirt. And I can see, like, I was when I after I ordered, I looked back, and he was just like looking, like he was like actively watching nice, my spot. I was nice. like, that's a good man. And good I was, on like, him. It's like I should have bought him a beer. Yeah, but I didn't. By the time I got back, I was like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> because and the only reason I said I would have gone back and said, hey, you want me to get you something? But prior to me asking him to save my spot, the motherfucker farted. Like he silently, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was stinky as hell oh, right behind him. So that's why I was like, "Nah, you don't get nothing yeah. from me." <laughs> well, you had your chance, and you, <laughs> you blew it, Daddy. Yes, yeah, but it was all right. And then uh, you know, so that last week was rough. Like I was upset. And then Friday, I woke up, and there's been this Muay Thai school I've been meaning to check out. So I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna go check it out." I have a great workout, and then I fractured my hand at the end. Yeah, and I was like, "God, fucking, just let me enjoy a thing." One thing, one day. Uh, but since then, since she got back, since fucking up my hand, a, a little bit of a switch. You got a nice uh, little wrap there. I think, man, this is how I wrap my hands. It's like Hulk Hogan yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I would have a brace. The brace should be here soon. But yeah, fractures are fucked up, man. Fractures take a long time to heal. Yeah. I got years, years, years. Like when I first started training, I remember I fractured my shin, my right shin. And uh, that shit, because I kept fighting, kept kicking. Um, it took like a year, maybe two years. So I'm staying off it. So it should only take like about two months to heal. Is that up. like what's the difference between you know a break and a fracture? Right. Yeah. In terms in terms of recovery time, because I so I've, I've never broken a fracture or anything. Okay. So a break usually takes less time because it, when something breaks, you'll go and you'll get it set or whatever. And uh, because it's a full break, I don't know what the science of it, but in my experience, it tends to heal quick. Like, yeah. the bone gets back together quick. When it's a fracture, it's not actually broken. It's just like, you know, it's a crack in a it. A crack, yeah. And it's so easy to keep it fractured. Like, it's, you know, like I'm not going to get a solid cast, so it's got to be a, like a soft cast or... I see what you're saying. brace. Yeah. So it's so easy. And then any little impact, it just keeps it in that state it doesn't break it it just keeps but it, it keeps it in that perpetual state yeah. Of yeah so it's like and because of what I do for a living like I hold pads for people like when I'm teaching boxing whatever so it's like they're hitting the hand so it's constantly under impact I'm trying to switch it up yeah well don't use that hand I, you know you, you kind of have to like I, there's only so much you can do with one hand for, for padding and it's like I need this money to live so it's like ah fuck so I, with my martial arts students I don't need... It's not a big deal. But, like, with my boxing students, um, it's tough. So I'm trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. Damn, dog. Yeah, man. So it was a little frustrating. But since all that shit, since she got back, my son and all that, 
a little switch flipped as far as my depression goes. Still have depression and all that, but I don't feel like it's so much on top of me. I feel a little bit. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, because it was just like among like the last few years have been just like nonstop fucking me in the ass. Nothing wrong with fucking the ass, but like a little switch was like all right. I mean, all right, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna. That's still going on. All this horrible shit's still going on, but I'm still gonna move forward. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna get a space. I'm gonna, you know. That's what helps. Yeah. You you fucking put your mind and you focus on, you know, uh, on that kind of shit. Yes. Yes. I was trying to think of Building a better word something. than that kind of shit. That kind of, that kind of shit's good. But yes. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I do. Focus that energy on that, uh, and especially because you know. And it really helps just knowing what it is you want to do. For sure. And like like when I got here today, you know, Graham had mentioned about how he wants to open up his own uh, gym. And I think that's good. And like just knowing what you want mm-hmm. is, that's it, man. Because the hardest part is just when, you, when you're going around, it's like, man, I don't feel satisfied, content, right. happy. I don't know why. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want to do. But when, when, but when you do, yeah, it, it's... It's a cathartic moment where it's like, oh, finally. Very you know? Because it's like, once you feel, okay, this is what I want. And then you can actually pursue it. Right. And, and it's been hard to, you know, I've known these things that I want, but just being fucking buried under my depression is fucking torture. Yeah. So to feel better about that, and like I'm, I'm uh, writing music again, recording music again. So it's like, all this stuff. It's like, all right, I'm kind of. That's good. I'm starting to come out. Like, I'm, you know, it's still there, but it's like, I'm starting to come out. Uh, so that's, that's good. Um, that's really good. Thank you, thank you. And then I saw Life. We talked about the movie Life. Yes, sir. So I went and saw Life. I, I was going to go see Ghost in the Shell when I was in Florida. Uh, but the times couldn't work. didn't work. Right. But, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, if, a kind of, if my girl knew that I was in Florida and that I spent my time to go to the fucking movie theater, she'd be like, what are you doing, babe? It's like, go see some shit. Yeah. You're like, I, I want to go see Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> But that's that's me. But hey, so you saw it though. Um, it's really good, man. It's really good. I, I was worried you weren't gonna like it. No, I did like it. I did like it. I I wanted it to be scarier, um, but I did really enjoy it. Very well made. Spoilers. If you haven't seen it, like we're gonna talk about Should it. Should we give the countdown? Yeah. Spoilers in five, four, three, two. You still here, bitch? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was shocked at how quickly Ryan Reynolds dies. Yeah, I didn't want. I, I wanted to bring it up yeah. at the last episode, but I couldn't because shocking. it was. It's a shocking moment. Yeah, and how he goes. So it's so, some fucked up shit. Yeah. So I wasn't very scared in the movie, but there was some very like, edge of the seat tense. Yeah, right? tense. The tension when he goes in to the lab. After the thing, get the alien life form gets out, and he's trying to chase it down and kill it, and it fucking gets in. His, it crawls in his mouth and just eats his insides. And they're in space, so you, then you just see him coughing, and he he acted the shit out of that. He did one of the best deaths I've ever seen in a because movie. Because it, and it was not slow, and that's what I think I mentioned it took in the last. It, it was a it was a painful. Slow death. And you know what's happening is like this alien creature crawled inside, went down into his guts, and it's just... Ripping shit apart. Yeah, just fucking shredding him because he starts coughing and, you, and it's in space. So you see the blood just floating all around him. It is 
fucking brutal. Little blood bubbles and yeah, and the way he excels mm. it, man, like these little coughs, and he looks so scared yeah. and sad because he went in there to save somebody else. Oh man, to save his friend. It was, it was very good. It was very good. Um, yeah. That that death really got me. It was the, it, it was really it was the best one in the movie. There there I don't know what it is about. You know, like I'm anytime I see like one of these creature movies. Yeah. Anything about when the creature goes inside a person or it's really like, like with the aliens, it's really which is the same with the face hugger. Like it, yeah. this thing goes inside it's and so burst out. Violating. It's so, it's very violating, and the creature because of the way that it moves and everything. It was like just imagining like a fucking jellyfish, yeah, fighting its way. Inside your body, going through various holes, and the way and I was just like, because it's like it's it's, and in this case, it is a like unbelievably brilliant life form. Yeah, that's not it's not murderous. It just wants to live and, right. and expand. Excuse me, but you always in all these alien movies, you get this feeling that they're just like they don't care about you at all. No, you're nothing. Yeah, you know, this alien was just fucking with them. Yeah. To a point, like I was at one point, I'm just like, man, Calvin is a son of a bitch. Calvin, fuck Calvin. Because he he just took it seemed like he took glee and just killing these people. But it was like it was all purposeful. Like he was just he was he realized that I'm stuck in this ship. I don't know. If, I, I think he was just a murderous fuck. I don't see. I don't see it like that. I, I because he intentionally went out of his way because he didn't have to to go so hard. I mean, well, fuck. What am I saying? Maybe he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. He. But it, it's a very good movie. Yeah. Like it, it's really good. Jake Gyllenhaal is great. There's some of the stuff like Rebecca Ferguson's really good. Rebecca like Ferguson's her. very good. But they talk early on about like Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, body atrophying because he's been in space, space for, for so too long. long. But then it never comes into play again. Yeah. So stuff like that. I was like, well, that's. They they dropped the ball somewhere here. They forgot that that was a thing. Um, but it was it was really good, man. And then like the ending, the yes, okay. So uh, oh man, so the alien kills. Everybody. I really I really want yeah. People got to see this the, yeah, just you, for the ending. See it. It, the ending blew it. I was not expecting that. I kind of was fearful that right. this was going to happen. Right? Because where did they framed it when they, when both life pods went out? I was and one when the one got bumped. In the you back of my head, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, do they have the balls to do what I think they might do? Okay, so if you haven't seen the movie, like we spoiled the Ryan Reynolds thing, but we're gonna the ending. It is a surprise. It so is a surprise. We're gonna spoil that shit. I mean, it's an alien movie, so you know everybody's gonna die. Okay, so that's not that, but we're gonna spoil this shit right now. And so they pick up this alien life. They find alien life. On Are we spoiling right now? Yeah. All right, spoil. So spoiling right now. So they get. Fucking everybody dies. Jake Gyllenhaal and what's her name? Rebecca. Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson. That's the actress name. I forget. Yeah, they each get in, his, in a life pod, and he sacrifices himself. So his whole thing is okay. This creature is look. They they deplete all the oxygen in the ship, and they have these oxygen candles. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna lead it to me. I'm gonna trap it in the life pod with me. I'm gonna kill myself. Let this thing kill me. Yeah, we're both gonna uh, uh, shoot out. Shoot life pods. The pods. Yours is gonna go to Earth. Mine, I'm gonna guide it to deep space. Deep space, and we're both gonna die in this fucking. This thing, thing. is not gonna come to Earth because right. that was the whole point. It's like this thing can. Not get to Earth because it it fucking annihilated their entire crew, and it's smart as shit. Yeah, and it keeps learning. Like it's growing really fast, getting bigger and bigger, and bigger, and it keeps getting smarter and smarter and smarter. That was one really cool thing. I was like, oh, they're really like, it is getting smart. It's it is learning what's happening. And yeah, it's, and it, it and knows. It, yeah, and at a certain point, it gets ahead of them, 
and and starts thinking beyond where they're at yeah. to the point where okay so you see they're both in the life pods the thing is trapped in there with Jake Gyllenhaal and they're going and then at a certain point like, there's debris because what kind of sacrifice was that for him because I'm like I couldn't do that shit yeah. I'm not going to be trapped in a pod with this fucking thing and they had established earlier that Jake Gyllenhaal had been in space for like 300 days yeah. way too long and he didn't want to go back to earth so that was like how he set it up yeah, that, yeah. there's nothing for me on earth fuck it you have I don't like these people yeah it's I don't like want to go back to earth anyway so at a certain point like the ship the space station is all messed up and there's debris because there's been an explosion and the two life pods go out and then one gets hit and gets veered off, off course. course and the whole plan was one would be on autopilot to go back to earth and Jake Gyllenhaal would take his off autopilot and just run that shit into deep space so you see them both going and then at a certain point one crashes in the water on earth and I'm just going to I'm going to interject yeah, one small thing with that too so because you mentioned how by default, these pods were, they're set to go back to Earth. And when Jake says, okay, look, I'm going to have to guide this manually. And so when he's in his pod, you even they even show the struggle. Because yes. the alien creature is on him. Yeah. And it's like wrapping itself around his hand. And he's trying to fight against the alien creature. But the creature's like trying to say, no, bitch, we're not going. Like, it, it knew. Yeah. What the intentions were. Right. And that, and that created this intention right there. And that's when I thought to myself, like, oh, my God, like, is he going to be able to? Or is this thing going to kill him? Mm-hmm. And, like, who knows? So, yeah. So, one crashes in the water, and you see these two, like, fishermen, fishermen. people looking, and they're starting to go over to it. And then they show the other one going out to space. And then, at a, right when, before they open it, they go back to the one in space, and it's her. Yeah. And she's screaming. screaming her no! fucking head. And that no! was like, whoa! Because normally they'd be like, oh, she's going to deep space, the alien one. But she's fucking scream because she knows she's gonna live until she just starves to death exactly in deep space with nothing and what, yeah. she knows that fucking the alien's probably going to earth it's, a, like, it's on earth yeah yeah it was such a dark ending it's really dark because like because like you said the fact that <laughs> it's, it's dark on so many levels beyond the fact that the alien is now on earth just imagining yourself being shot off into fucking the emptiness of space and like you said She's just gonna starve to death. That's just, rot to death. That is a slow, painful way to go. Or <laughs> the oxygen will wear out and she'll suffocate. I would like, hope that. But even that is a terrible either way. Either way, it was it was it was got awful. But here's the thing: so when the pod when it lands on Earth in the water in the ocean, and those fishermen are there, I don't know about y'all. So what, what tipped my hand in the direction where it was like, oh, that's the thing, is the camera focus on the pod right for a long time right. Where you don't see any movement, exactly anything, and I've seen enough movies where, like, generally when the pod touches down, the fucking thing right. automatically, like, yeah, once pops they hit the ground, you're like, all right, the jig is up. I know yeah. what's ha- what's coming. But the fact that it, it was so still and motionless, I was like, no, yeah, no, they didn't, yeah, no, they fucking didn't. And then they opened up. The but fishermen. before that, they cut so they 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 cut to Gyllenhaal in the pod, like through the window, and the alien has like. Infected the entire so he's all like trapped, but there's like tendrils, tendrils everything. Yeah. So he, you just see his face surrounded by this like alien shit. Who knows, you know what it's evolved into now? It kind of, it kind of is, is reminiscent, at least to me, of uh, of aliens, right? When the people are like when they're hung up, yes. ready for, for the, the in the, the whatever the shit that just covers the walls, covers the walls, yeah, whatever that stuff is, Very where people similar. are hung up and people are you know waiting to get the face huggers on them or whatever. Yes. Like it was that was Jake. Except the alien was the 
it wall was, structure. But you couldn't see the alien itself. Like, it had no more body. body it, was, yeah. it just was the inside. And he's screaming, no, don't, don't open. open it. Don't, don't open. And these, they don't know what he's saying. They're, it's in some other country, other part of the world. Yeah, it's like they were in Asia somewhere. Pod, yeah, yeah, like Indonesia, Indonesia maybe. Yeah. This pod landed. Shout out to the rig. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to open. He's, and then they cut back to the other pod in space, and she's screaming, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. And that's how it is. And, and then they pan up, and you see like all these... Uh, oh, the fishermen. That's right. We got about oh, that. the fishermen, and it looked like maybe like coast guards coast guard, like, yeah. coming because they saw the the pocket. So they're all coming. So the alien is gonna fucking infect everybody. everybody. So there's gonna be a whole and, and it, it's in the fucking ocean, right? In the water. I'm just imagining that, that thing in the fucking. I'm hoping water. there's a, a part two where it just fucking takes over the world and kills everybody. That would be amazing. I read uh, on IGN because they interviewed the uh, the writers. Uh, of the film and, and they said look you know because they were like spoiler alert yeah, and they, so they talk about the okay. and their questions they're like hey so do you guys have a sequel in mind they're like oh and they're like yeah we ended it that way intentionally you know if the movie is successful uh, we definitely have ideas and ways we can take this for you know for a potential sequel and that got me really jazzed and because I would love to see them have one more one more go with this or, yeah. or, or a continuation of the story uh, I'm not sure if we'll get it though yeah uh, I really yeah I mean I, I think it was it's been a modest success. Okay, but not huge. But yeah, not huge. Right. But it's at the same time, time like, I don't know how much the, you know, what the budget was. Right. Versus how much it made because that's a big, that, that, that's, the, that's the indicator. Yeah. But it's, it's, it was the same thing like when you're watching uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane or, or Cloverfield. Alien wins. 10 Cloverfield yeah. Lane. Like the aliens are fucking here. You rarely get those movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the humans win and blah, blah, blah. It was, yeah. It's uh yeah, it was like a, it was a gut punch. I appreciate how dark it was. I, yeah. it's, it's a very much a studio film, and it's a big picture with big names. And I appreciated how dark it was. You like don't see movies like, like that. Yeah, everybody like is gonna die. Like Every said, single person is gonna die from a major studio. No, with with top stars. Totally. Just the fact that Ryan Reynolds was the first to to, to get it. I was shocked. Yeah, he is one of the biggest stars in the world right yeah. now. And there's like a you're gonna die first. Yeah. And he did so... And it's like 20 minutes in. I know, yeah. It's like right away. They, they establish him as the hero. Because yeah. he's the one that actually, you know, uh, captures the, the pod that was, that was coming back from Mars. Right. For, with the soil sample. So you, in the, right in the beginning, you see that he's kind of like the, uh, the gung-ho kind of mm-hmm. everyman, maverick type character. Quips jokes. And he catches a thing. He's a hero. They discover his life. <laughs> and then he's the first one... To get it, he saves the doctor. Who saves the doctor, yeah. This and it was cool too. Is that the way they did it was like they're growing this life, you're cultivating it, and it starts growing. And then at a certain point, the oxygen in the room gets bad, and the life kind of dies. So the doctor like dormant, dormant. So the doctor tries shocking it, but up until that point, the life had been friendly. So the doctor tries shocking it with like a little like a all about friendly. I mean, it was it was just there, like it wasn't it, was, it wasn't yeah. aggressive, it wasn't right, hostile. Right, right, right. Because it couldn't be yet. Right. Yeah, well, maybe that's part of it too. But then, like, he starts hitting it with this uh, electric... Like, prob, like a like cattle prod? Like a cattle like, prod, like a little one. little one. And then it attacks him after that. So it, it was almost like it thought that it was being attacked by them. By that, yeah. So then it was like, oh, well, I gotta kill all these people then. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go, gotta go. I gotta get like, out of here and I have to kill every yeah. person on here. And the, the Japanese dude, I forget his name. Yeah. Um, he was in, like, Last Samurai and some other things. Okay, I thought, yeah, I recognized awesome him. Awesome actor. I thought, yeah. He was, really, he was fantastic. He was really good. It's a good movie, man. It's really good. Like I said, I wish it was scarier. 
it was a little too brightly lit for me. Like I like a little darker. Was it, you know? Okay, okay. But I get why. Yeah. It's a space station. Space station. It, it is yeah. brightly lit. I get. It. But it was, it was good, man. It was totally enjoyable, and you know. Yeah, it definitely wasn't scary in the typical sense, but I think there was tension. There was the, the tension and the suspense was, was was there, and that that would you know satisfy me because because like you said, I was I was on the edge of my seat. It's very good uh, for most of that, especially anytime Calvin was fucking with somebody. Because I'm like, seriously, oh, that, that Ryan Reynolds death though, yeah, and like it stayed with me for a long time. And coughs and you just like blood pop. Ugh. it was it was rough. And then it just comes it out of him. Like, yeah. And then he's just like hanging there, and then he's floating. floating. And just surrounded by his guts and blood and oof. Yeah, it was it was brutal. hard. It was hard for him, man. That's brutal. It's a good movie, man. I liked it. Uh, you know the, the people that wrote that? Did I mention this in the last episode? But it's the same guys that did uh, Deadpool. Is that right? Yeah, the same writing writing team. And uh, maybe that's what they did, but like they probably told the director, like, we want Ryan Reynolds and we're gonna kill him right away. Well, they're apparently really close. I, I would like, the writers I would and Ryan Reynolds, and, and they're like. Uh, whatever we do, we always try to write a part for Ryan. Right. Right. That's dope. You know, and, That's dope. and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm I think a, I've been a fan of his since Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place. I love that dude. All right, so I never, I know that show. Yeah. I never watched my, it. My boys and I we used to watch it, all the Boners guys, the T Bone yeah. guys. We used to love that show. I used to, so I became a fan of his uh, because of Van Wilder. Oh, okay. That was the first thing you I was seen. Waiting? Oh, yeah. Love yeah. That came out after Van yeah, Wilder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no, Ryan. Yeah. I fucking love Waiting. Yeah, waiting's dope. Waiting's I actually dope. still own that, and I went through a recent purge of my DVDs to get rid of a lot of shit, but I kept that one. It's a great one. It's one of the you just put on and laugh. It's yeah. so funny and dumb. Yeah, it's, it's good great. cast. It's, yeah, it's uh, good cast. Yeah, yeah. So I know we're going to talk about one thing real quick, but I just all interject because this is a very small thing. I saw my friend came over last night. She made me watch Moana. I want to see that. It's fantastic. I'll, you know what? I'll put it on a flash drive for you. Yeah. Can you watch it on a flash drive? Or you want a DVD? No flash drive, flash drive. Yeah, it's great, and it doesn't go the direction that you think it's going to go. That's what everybody tells me. Yeah, it's not cookie cutter Disney. This is a princess story. It totally goes a different way, and they pay tremendous respect to uh, Polynesian Samoan Hawaiian culture. It's great. It's great. It's fun. I laughed out loud. It's, I was going to watch it on the airplane. It's wonderful, and I didn't. It's wonderful. You should. I'll put it on a flash drive for yeah, you. Yeah, please. I want to check that out. I'm not a big. Uh, I mean, I was gonna say I'm not a big Disney fan. I just I don't catch a lot of those anime right, films. Right. Uh, like I know people love Frozen. My mom loved Frozen. I've never seen Frozen. I, I saw it. It was good. Uh, it was all right. I think the last I saw Zootopia. Zootopia's good. But again, I think I saw that on the airplane. Too. Okay, I really liked Zootopia. But I have seen it since because uh, I think they added it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good movie. It's great. Smart. Yeah. You know? yeah um, socially conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Really good, really good flick. But I'm not. I don't usually flock to go see these Disney animated flicks. But I have heard nothing but good things about Moana, and especially about how it kind of bucks uh, conventions. Yeah. Uh, as far as these type of movies go, yeah. So I was like, and I heard The Rock's pretty funny. He's great. And the only problem I actually have with the movie is like a little bit in the storytelling. They kind of just like when it's convenient, things work out, and when it's not, they don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a little bit lazy storytelling in that respect. But uh, other than that. The animation is outstanding. They hired a whole extra team to animate water. Just a team for water. No shit. And they had a completely separate team for hair. And when you watch it, you'll see it like, holy shit, this is crazy. What the fuck am I watching? And it was dope, too. Like, the the girl, the um, Moana, she's, you know, strong, not satisfied where she's at. But then she 
ends up going back to her because she wants to be part of her people. Um, but she's like, her hair is constantly, just that fact alone, they constantly would change her hair and like let her be disheveled or whatever. It was yeah. great. And she wasn't like, oh, woe is me. <laughs> she had a little bit of that, like, should I be doing this? Like that crisis of faith type of moment that you have to have in every movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she was just strong. She was just strong from the beginning. It's dope. It's a good movie. And I heard the chicken is pretty funny, too. Chicken is <laughs> awesome. The cracked out looking chicken. Chicken is the shit. Heard, yeah, chicken yeah. steals the show, for sure. And The Rock is fantastic. It's really good, man. I loved it. All I right. It. Yeah, All yeah. right. I yeah. I'll put on a flash up for you. Yeah, I can't wait to see that, man. Yeah. So you saw something else, too. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, mm-hmm. Ghost? Mm-hmm. I did. So I was going to see it in Orlando, but I had to wait. And uh, I saw it a couple days ago. No. Fuck it. I saw it yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. So... I saw it yesterday. I know you went to the premiere or at the lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, little backstory about me and Ghost. I'm not. I don't have an affinity for this property. Yeah. I saw the original anime once back when I was. I might have been like eighth grade, okay. ninth grade. I remember going to a Blockbuster. Hashtag rest in peace, Blockbuster yeah, video. We're out for the homies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> rented that shit from Blockbuster, <laughs> and I remember watching it. Because at the time, like, I knew about Ghost in the Shell. Because I remember I used to read a Wizard magazine. Oh, I love Wizard. Do you remember Wizard? Of course. The comic, like, the comic yeah. book magazine. Wizard was a magazine. They would come out monthly. Monthly, yeah. And they would tell you, like, what the hot comics were. Not only that, you could see, like, uh, the pricing of comics. Yeah, the price to sell. Yeah. But they would also talk about... It was it was the internet before the internet. Because there was no internet. But yeah. they would talk about, like, check this out. Or... Yeah, top books for the month. Here's uh, some stuff from Japan you may not yeah, know Yeah, because they had a whole anime section. Yeah. And that's how I knew, you know, about Ghost in the Shell. And I'd read about it. I'm like, okay, this sounds pretty cool. And so I rented it. And again, this is this is me. I'm, I'm young, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I'm a smart guy. But I'm not the smart, smartest right. guy. Right. And, I was, and again, I was young. And I watched this movie. And I was like, okay, it ended. And I was like, well, it looked really cool. <laughs> but... I don't know what the fuck just happened. Yeah. Like, a lot of that shit went right over my head. Yeah, it's a bit convoluted. Yeah, so that was my first experience and only experience with Ghost in the Show. You know, uh, and then when I hear they're making this movie, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'll check it out because I see everything. Yeah. You know me, I, shit, I might go see the fucking Smurfs. <laughs> I'm joking about that. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the trailers look good. Uh, I like ScarJo Hansen. I mean, who doesn't like, like ScarJo? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I went and saw it. And... Uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was fine. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I thought it was, uh, it was there. Yeah. It was a, it was a movie. Yeah. Um, slightly, <laughs> visually, what did you, slightly above average overall. Right. Uh, now here's the thing. So visually, cause I remember you were telling me how you blown away you were yeah. by the visuals and I've, I've read stuff, but people were like, that's kind of like some of the biggest, uh, plaudits that it's receiving are because of the visuals I thought the visuals were fine for me they weren't anything really special or out they of the didn't ordinary didn't jump out for you no interesting no. But, but, I, but I say that not dissing it right I mean right. it looks of fine of course it looks great but it wasn't anything like groundbreaking or resolution no no it was like I've seen all this before um, so it was fine yeah the one now I must confess though oh yes that's right that's right I must confess I'm being truthful that's right uh, I, I did fall asleep at a couple of points in the film and that's not an indictment on the quality of the film that was just all me I was just tired 
You heard about the week he had. Yeah, I was I was tired, still probably a little jet lag from you know the three hour difference, uh, whatever it was. But I, I slept. But I still I, I saw eighty eighty five percent of his fucking movie. Yeah, more than enough for me to give you know my judgment or review on it. My judgment. Like, <laughs> who the fuck am I? It's like my my judgment. You will be judged. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was it was entertaining. Right, but it wasn't too bright. I felt that and now here's the thing so I was watching this movie and I was like oh but it ended I was like okay well that was fine kind of dumber than I thought it was going to be yeah. for, for a movie that I thought was a lot was supposed to have been a lot more heady and cerebral and intellectual uh-huh. this really and even, again I didn't even understand it the first time I saw it totally but seeing this I was like they just completely dumbed this shit down yeah and kind of probably robbed it of what I feel most people might, you know, find was special about the original source yes. material. Uh, but again, it was a fine movie. See, I, but I did have some. So the whole thing about you know Scarlett Johansson and her, you know, being cast in this role. Uh, for for me, I had a problem with like the the ethnic makeup mm-hmm. of this. See, like, where was this place? Was it? Was, were they in Asia somewhere? Right. So it's a problem, right? Like, so, were they in China? Were they in Japan? So you see, it's future world. So they don't establish where they are. You just have to assume that's either Japan or New York. So I didn't get New York at all. I felt, I felt Japan. Yeah, Japan or China, probably Japan. And uh, yeah, but so why were there so many white people running around? Well, again, that's the problem. And, and that was that was one of the things that I took away from because yeah. I'm like, okay, if you wanted to have Scarlet, put it in America. Just make put it in America. America. Yes, exactly. If you're gonna do that, because it was very kind of not jarring, but it just stood out. Yeah. Because the 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 captain or the lieutenant, uh, their boss, yeah, beat Takashi, yeah, was speaking Japanese the entire yeah. time, and it's like, okay, well, he is Japanese. But Scarlet, then, but then the the bad guys running this company are white, white, and a bunch of people on the team are white, and there's like one black guy and one Asian or Hispanic. I don't remember. Yeah, but it was like the, it was, but, but the but the city they were in it was clearly like, like been Japan, like Japan. Yeah, in the future again, that's the problem. Like the whitewashing of it, it was just. Uh, it was just it was just odd because and nobody I, but, was bad in the movie. Or no, no, like no, everybody did a fine job, and yeah, Scarlett was good, and then the, I like the guy who played her like right hand man, Buto or whatever. Yeah, the, the eye implant guy, not Buto, something like Buto, Buto, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Yeah, um, like all the gangsters, like were like the villains were Asian. Yeah, it was like I mean the, not the main villain, but like I remember that that one scene when they go into the the, uh, the, the, the strip, strip club bar or whatever. Like everybody there seemed to be so like of Asian or something. Yeah. yeah. And they even say that that this is the Yakuza run bar. Yeah, there's some pro- what it really feels like, especially at the end, like it starts moving way too quick, and there's like a bunch left out. It really feels like the director didn't know what story he wanted to tell. Yeah, like he's like, okay, I'm gonna tell this story about a soul being trapped in a machine, and I'm also gonna tell a story about uh, this company and the influence of like money over society and life and then I'm also going to tell this story that's an action story and I'm also going to tell this story so it's like none of those stories got told yeah for real none of those stories got told where it could have been this really amazing story just about a soul trapped in a machine and just her freaking the fuck out about what that is well 
and and the whole so the scene at the end when she's fighting that uh, spider oh, tank that, that was the worst part so 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 again so watching this film I'm especially when you get to this scene I'm thinking to myself okay and at this point in time you know she realized her and the villain the okay so, guy, so the original villain is like another experiment that they like discard this company discarded discarded so yeah. he's originally the villain that she's fighting right and he was actually very cool although he was white too and there was no, <laughs> I don't know why he's white either I I'm, I'm gonna get to yeah. To that, to why I think they were, but again, it doesn't excuse the fact that look, pick a place. Like, right. are we in New York? Are we in you know Japan? But no, but that spider tank scene, I, I was like, I was watching, I was kind of rolling my eyes. I'm like, man, like I've seen this before. It's like, oh, here we go. It's wild, wild west. No, but I, the whole thing about <laughs> I, I, I never saw the movie actually, oh, but geez. I do. I, I, I've seen the trailers and the Terrible big spider movie. But they established that Scarlet's brain was from this. Uh, young Japanese, young girl. Japanese girl, and they put it in this body, and so she realizes this, and then the mustache twirling CEO yeah. of the company was it Hanka? I forgot. Yeah, the company that manufactured her is basically trying to eliminate her because apparently they took that brain of hers. They killed. They they actually snatched her out of the right. house. Like they killed. Uh, her original self. They killed. They kidnapped these the kids, kids and like, and the puppet man, the villain, the, right. like, the hacker that who she's was after, her. who was with her. And they 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 used them to experiment on. Right, them. and they put them in like synthetic warrior robots, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And so so she knows this, and she's about to. She's fighting this tank. This tank is out there to, to kill both of them. And in my head, I'm thinking, this is. And I know this will probably sound trite, yeah. or of course it does, but it just reminded me of RoboCop. Right. And because so many of the themes were similar, yeah. The you know you I didn't ask no, it, to be put into it, this cybernetic it was exactly thing. Robocop. It was You're very good. It's such a good point. It, it was, was exactly fucking Robocop, and and, and again being control like you're just a tool for this company. Yeah, you just do what the company says. It was yeah, Robocop. It was Robocop, and it was hard for me not to see that. And so I was, I was like, okay, you know, like I said, the movie was fine, but it's so so much of it was so familiar, right? It reminded me of other things that I had seen. It, it, it's such a lazy... St- it's become this problem in all these movies now where they try to put in multiple bad guys for some reason. Like, every movie has to have three or four yeah. villains for some reason. And it's like, just make that original villain the villain. Yeah. Make her fight... Because then you get one consistent story. And, they, and he can still discover, like, oh, I was with you at the time, too. But it was weird, too. Like, he knew more than her... And then later, she knew more than him about the same event. Yeah, it like, got really... That doesn't make any sense. And, it got really convoluted. Yeah, and the whitewashing is there. It's like they tried to add in this scene of like her going to her mom's house. She doesn't know it's her mom until later. And then discovering, like, oh, she was a little Japanese girl. But it, it's like they tried to say, like, we're still honoring... Yes, okay. Like, it was, it was a Japanese person. Yeah. I was like, oh, fine. But that even makes it worse. It does. That you put it in a white paper. Like, why do it? It, it? If you're then acknowledging that, yes, this is in Japan, this is this was a Japanese girl, her soul is a Japanese person, then why not just use a Japanese actor to play her then? So here's here's how I counter that. And I agree with everything yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fundamentally. Like, sure. it should have just either been one or the other. Right. But... So it is like the end is weird because it's like okay, so you're you're truly saying that Matoko she is she is Japanese, mm-hmm. 
but they're put in this in this white uh, body, uh, cyborg body. But when you look at who the villain is, it makes sense. Because why would the CEO, who who they established is American, it's very, very and he point. and he manufactured these robots, right, so they're making them look like why him. would he, you know, like he doesn't care about because he's just like, look, bring me some subjects, bring me some brains that I can use to test out this right. tech, you know. I don't think he's concerned with creating uh, robots that are true to right. the ethnic origins. Totally. That he's not because he's a white guy. He's like, well, absolutely. And true. I think it shows the arrogance of, true. of him. Totally. Where it's like, but the, but he's not so closely involved because he doesn't feel connect. See, the doctor that feels connected to these people isn't designed. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. a disconnect. Well, he's not designing them either. This guy. So then, if you go like, okay, well, they should be no. They should be gender neutral or uh, uh, ethnicity neutral. Yeah. Like no ethnicity. Just be a blend, like an amalgam of all the ethnicities. Yeah. Okay. But they're in Japan. And if they're supposed to blend yeah. in, then again, they would be Japanese. And they have to look human. Right. So they have to look they human. Have to look human. Have like, to that's look the whole human. point of the thing. And that's the point you made. Like, why don't they just make it in these, the States? Yeah. And that would solve most. I mean, people would still be mad because like, oh, you're taking a... Asian thing and making it but at least you can say like okay it's all in America yeah. but see okay here's my other problem with that recently on, on Twitter a buddy of mine had said something about he's a Taiwanese and he had yeah. said something about the movie um, something like yeah I mean it, it was good I, just, I, I don't understand why they didn't cast an Asian person like it was a, it was an easy opportunity to put an yeah. Asian actor in the spotlight to make a star make a star yeah and he's like, but, you know, it's fine. And then somebody commented, like, well, it was an American adaptation, so obviously. And then I commented back. I was like, there are Asian Americans, too, though. Yeah. So what's the, what is, what is, yeah. Yeah, why not? If the, if the issue, if, if your argument is, well, this is an American adaptation, okay. But American is a mixed ethnicity place. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you go, like, oh, this is an Indian Adaptation, so it's being made in India, so they're using an Indian actor, which is fine because I get that because India is not a mixed place. Yeah, but America, but America is, is a mixed place. Yeah. so it's like okay, this is an American adaptation. Cool. No, okay. There are Asians here though. Yeah, that are American. So again, but you can make it American. You, it, Asian, yeah, I, I think that was they just they stumbled on that. Yeah, yeah. Just, they really did. They should have just determined. Look, are we going to set this here? Are we going to set it? Uh, in Japan if you decide to set it to keep it in Japan to try to remain faithful to the source material then you're putting that onus on yourself right. because whether it's an American adaptation as far as American companies are, right. are remaking this it's like you, you made a conscious decision to, to one hire Scarlet as your lead and the two to still set it the opening scene is Yakuza with geishas yeah. this is fucking Japan. Japan this is Japan so just make and even in that scene it was a white guy and a black guy. Right. It was all over the, the only, place. The only, age, the only Asian people were the, were, the, were the geisha bots. Yeah. Man, if I was Asian, I'd be offended about this shit. Well, yeah, exactly. The only, really the only Asian people are the stereotypical. The, the service. Like, yeah, yeah the sex Asian. bots, whatever the fuck they were. Yeah, and then, like, you know, Takeshi Kitano, who's the fucking man, I'll never say a bad word about yeah. him in my life. He's my favorite person in the world. Yeah, I like him too. But it was, yeah. but even that, it's like, okay, and, and he's speaking Japanese, which is right. fine, but it's, you know, be consistent like that. They, that right. was their first big Very fail. Consistent. Yeah. It's they should have just said, "Look, this is in Japan." Yeah, and they could have. They could have said, "Look, it's a future. 
you know, Japan is a much more uh, globalized right. city now. Where yeah, like it's every not... place has everybody now. Exactly. Because yeah. you've been to Japan. Yeah. You've been to Tokyo. Yeah. I've been to Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, and you made it, you know, the equate, you know, you equate it to like India, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to Japan, it's Japanese, Japanese people. people. Yeah, you'll see a few thousand other people. Yeah. But in your day-to-day dealings, Japanese you're people. seeing even in, even in the city as big as Tokyo. You look, it's Japanese. When people. I'm in Tokyo, trust me, I stand the fuck out. Right. You know, because right. you're not you're not seeing any exactly. brothers exactly. or white people. Unless or you go to uh, Rapungi. Rapungi. Or no, what's the other district where they have all the gambling and shit and all the strip clubs? Rapungi. No, no, no. Rapungi's the white area where all the uh, Americans that's just the, go. Uh, not just Americans. That's just the foreign. Right. Foreign right. Where all the, the non-Japanese area. The Gaijin go. There's that area where all like the gambling. Like all the pachinko parlors and all the strip clubs and the Osaka, Yokohama. No, no, it's it's in it's in Tokyo. It's uh, shit. There's a certain area where all the Nigerians are. That's Roppongi. That is not Roppongi. That is Roppongi. That's not Roppongi. That's where I ran into all the Nigerians. Is it is it really Roppongi? Yeah. That's where they have all the strip clubs and the yes. gambling and all that shit. And all, and all the back alley fucking massage. Yeah, it's the, it's the only place. It's the only place in Tokyo where there's sketchy shit. Yeah, the rest of Tokyo is the safest, most serene, it is. ordered place. But they rec- they say like, okay, we know you guys are gonna do some fucked up shit, but here's the only spot you can yeah. do it. And everybody just obeys that. shit. Yeah, it's dope. Too, is too, it, too. Was it really? It's Rapunky. Yeah. All right. It's Rapunky because there's a tag team in New Japan uh, who a friend of mine, Trent, Trent Beretta. What's up, Trent? I know you're not listening, uh, but. But he wrestled for New Japan. He's in a tag team called Rapungi Vice. Oh, okay. So Rapungi is known, like... Yeah, because I know that was where all the tourists go, but I thought there was another area, but okay. Like military was... personnel. Like people that, people right. that just want to get late. Right. Uh, like you said, I do some illegal shit. Rapungi, yeah. uh, and then Nigerians do be running Also, if you guys never been to Japan, or at least never been to Tokyo, when you're, like Brian just said, everywhere you go in Japan, there's only Japanese people. It was even rare. Like, I spent a couple weeks there. I don't even think I saw any other... White people yeah. or Americans, like it's super rare. It's super rare, <laughs> and there's no black people. No, like, unless you go to Rapungi, and then you'll see a bunch of black people, but they're all Nigerian. Yeah, a lot of them are Nigerian, and they're yeah. all trying to get you to go into to go into their clubs. Their clubs, <laughs> brother, 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 and they'll follow you for miles. Yeah. Like yo, yo, go. My my boy Bailey, he uh, he made the they mistake. get real. They get real aggressive. Too so he made the mistake like, of being like, no, it's okay, and explaining that we weren't. And I was like, don't talk. Yeah. That motherfucker followed us for like 10 minutes. You have to just keep one. If you, if you, can, if you can help it. Don't, don't make eye contact. Just walk. You have to ignore. Explain. Ignore. You have to ignore. Yeah, because they have will to follow. They'll try so hard to get yeah. you into their places. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so they should have just made it in Japan. So yeah, so that was, a big, like, that was a big problem. Just like, or at the, like I said, explain how right. uh, in this future. There's no there's, countries anymore. Exactly. Everybody's so it makes sense why Japan is a little more is, is yeah. a lot more integrated. And it would than make it sense is. why the team is like a black person, a white person, yeah. like fucking whatever. Because it's like, yeah, everybody's everywhere, there's no thing anymore. Right. Like there's no ethnicities. We're all just everywhere. We're everywhere. Which alright, I can get behind that. Yeah. But the way they did it just didn't ring true. Yeah. And and they kept so much Japanese, specifically Japanese stuff in there that was like, why isn't yeah. this person Japanese then? Yeah. It was just, it was just, it was a misstep. But it was o- a misstep. outside of that, and they, but it's a misstep they didn't need to do because no, it was completely avoidable. Because the thing is, like, so I saw, yeah, the original, yeah, Ghost in the Shell this morning on Hulu. I, I, I knew we'd be talking about it, so I was like, I just got to see this shit, and and I was right. Yeah, they definitely dumbed that shit down. Yeah, because that is some, that movie. It's pretty deep. It is deep, and yeah. it—I mean, 
deepish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's especially for the time. For the time. For the yeah, time. but it definitely deals with a lot more uh, intellectual and cerebral concepts than what we saw in this in the in the movie, in the live action, certainly. And the whole thing with the puppet master, like, and, and here's the here's the here's the thing that really struck me is that that tank, the spider tank scene, yeah, is in the anime, mm-hmm. but it's done a hundred times better. Yeah, it just because watching the anime, comparing that that scene in the anime to the live action, there's no elements of this feeling like Robocop right. when you see the anime, right? Because they never go into this whole backstory about how she was this, you know, Matoka was taken and you know forcefully put inside this. Shell, they leave that open. Yeah, at the end of the movie, you know, because her her whole character arc is about you know she's trying to figure out and discover what her life is uh, as it pertains to you know I guess normal human beings because she knows that she you know her brain is human, but she even starts to question that. Right. She was like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what part of me is real. And she has an empty feeling. If any of it I is alive, am I dead? Am I real? Am I not real? Yeah. So she goes through that, but they don't do anything where it's like, oh no, we were this and yeah. we did this to you, and she's like a, a light goes they off make in her head. Really on the nose. Yeah, yeah. And then also she's constantly that, questioning. And then she just tells the uh, the bad guy who becomes her friend at the end, right? And, exactly. and, and then magically he just remembers it all. Yeah, we were friends together in this place. Are oh, you talking yeah. about the film? The film, the live, yeah, yeah, the yeah. action, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As as a movie, like outside of the issues with casting and stuff like that and the stuff. As a movie, it's it's fine. It's like, fine, like you said. It's fine. It's fine. It's not bad. And I think, as far as adaptations of you know anime or or anything like like a comic yeah. a book, whatever, it's not a bad one. No, you know, it's just it's one of those things that I feel that they put the decisions they made did more harm yeah. on that picture than than uh, than the than the, the quality of the film itself. Yeah, because the quality is there, the performances are there, but you just Right, it's it like presents. A, it's a really well-made average movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I, I would say it's slightly above average. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, slightly above. Uh, Visually, like I said, I was floored. Like I, yeah, stunning how gorgeous it is, and uh, you know, it's like when you watch Blade Runner, which I'm not that much of a fan of, yeah. but like it's fucking gorgeous. Like, but here's okay, man, the music is great and it's visually beautiful, and just the movie I don't care about. Here's there is one thing that I, I felt was lacking in terms of the visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not the special effects when I say visuals but more of the sets uh-huh. and everything anytime that they show the city from afar or like an overhead like wide shot you of see people. the city no no I thought that looked fine like I was like okay this looks like a world you know because you know I love what they did with the uh, the large holographic the, the hologram yeah, you know, holographic yeah. adverts and all that kind of stuff that was really cool and it's like I can see that shit actually being a thing in the yeah. future but there were anytime they went street level uh, not anytime but there were several street level Scenes where the the sets looked very stagey, mm. uh, like I it kind of took me like it, the spider tank, uh-huh. that whole scene okay. looked very sound stagey, stage, like yeah. a sound stage, yeah. and and it didn't look real. Like when stuff started to blow up, it just I, it, for me it felt very. In uh, that scene, I totally give it to you. The rest of it, I I didn't feel that way. The rest of it, I felt like, yeah. like it wasn't throughout, right. but there were certain scenes where they would get street love, which just kind of felt. A little lifeless and very soundstaging, right? You know, right. But that's it's a minor nitpick. I, again, like if if you have any interest in seeing uh, the movie, I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not sure as a diehard Ghost in the Shell fan yeah. if you would be interested. If, if it would satisfy, and even as a movie, like it's enjoyable, but it's not gonna like 
well, I feel it, it wouldn't like resonate deeply in you. There's no it's emotional not. connection not. to what's happening. Yeah, you really don't. And there, yeah, you yeah. really. I, I I cared more about the major in the anime. Yeah. Than I did in the movie, and yeah. even in the anime, she's you know, I mean, she's not, it's not like she's a warm character, but yeah. she expresses enough. You kind of you can you can kind of empathize with her just because of the the doubt that she's feeling just about her per, about her existence. It just know? seems like a bad director. Like another director could have made that movie something better. Yeah, it just seems like he just wasn't there. But he he tried. Yeah, because you can you can tell the scenes where like the opening scene when she's being created mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, uh, seeing the anime this morning like that was almost like shot for shot. But that was a reshoot too. That, oh, was that it? opening scene? That was a reshoot. That oh. wasn't like originally there. Oh, okay. So it's like they tried to go back and like tried to dress it up and to give it that fan service, tie it up a little yeah. bit. But you know, yeah, it's definitely not bad. I think if you, if you have never seen Ghost in the Shell, if you're uh, if you don't know anything about the 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 anime, the manga, 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 then you can go into this and be like, hey, Scar totally Joe, like it. She's semi naked. Yeah, you know, yeah, and she does fine. She Action, does a good job. She's fine. Yeah, acting scenes are cool. The fighting is good. Yeah. Shooting is good. It's visually, the effects are dope. you I think you'll enjoy your time. It's good. Yeah. But if you're a fan of, like, a, a really big fan of Ghost in the Shell, you'll probably be. I will say you'll, you'll be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, how many wheezies is that for you? Um, I give it three wheezies. Are we? Are we? Are these out of four or five? I don't know. I think it's all arbitrary. Numbering systems are ridiculous. Yeah. I'll give it a. I'll give it two wheezies and a J Cole. <laughs> They just just stew on that one for a little bit, figure out what that means. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not bad. But yeah, I know the last thing we wanted to talk about before we wrap it up was uh, do you you want to get into it now or next time? uh, So we can devote more time to it. uh, Let's do it next time. Let's do it next time. Yeah, yeah. So let's do it next time because I I got to pee. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about. I'm sorry, urinate. Yeah. We wanted to talk about uh, Mask of the Phantasm, the Batman Mask Batman animated film from 92, 93. I think it was 93 or something 93. like that. I was so hella late seeing this shit. Yeah, he's, Brian just saw it. <laughs> he finally saw it. Because I, I told him, like, it was on, it's in my top five Batman films. It's yeah. like number three for me. Um, and, and you're not just the only one. Yeah. Like, a lot of people it's hold love, this movie in high fucking regard. Movie, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's very, we'll get into it, but it's, you know, it's interesting is that it was a, one, a, theatrical release from Warner Brothers in America it defies a lot of the things that would go into a studio cartoon animated feature film yeah it, it goes against a lot of that shit so we'll talk about that next time if you guys want to check that out yeah. Batman Mask of the Phantasm yeah check it out before we uh, rip it to shreds <laughs> I'm just joking I'm just joking <laughs> this thing, I can tell you right now this won't get iron fisted no <laughs> 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 yeah so uh, there you go Thanks for listening to the podcast. All right, no, we, we got to plug our stuff before we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you, you go first. All right, yeah, so uh, check me out on Instagram. I'm uh, Instagram Baker. Uh, Twitter is just Graham Baker. My YouTube channel, YouTube channel, I think, is online UCS. But if you go uh, to any one of those other places, you'll see my link for it. I have a website, uh, abetteryoufitness.com. Check that out. Uh, oh, shout out and thank you to uh, last episode I had talked about uh, a record I put out Gooby Goo and Peekers and some people actually went and checked it out I saw some spike in iTunes oh yeah. motherfucker and nice. uh, also my singer I she called me and she was like hey we have money in our account and whatever and people are and then also like I didn't know this she told me too she's like did you know we're on Spotify 
We're on Spotify. You are. Yeah, so you can check that shit out on Spotify too. We get uh, you know just stream it all day long. We get paid off of that shit too. All right, so you so you plugged your YouTube, right? Because yes. I have it up here if you need to. Yes. Yeah. Right. Better You yes. Fitness and Martial Arts. Yeah. So, if you, you know, betteryoufitness.com, all my shit's there. But Instagram, Instagram Baker, Graham Baker on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, I'm only on Twitter. <laughs> Keep, keeping it clean. Uh, at TrueBWill. At T-R-U-B-W-I-L-L. So, you know, hit us up. Any feedback, um uh, Whatever you know, just you can find me there. Yeah. I also want to give a sh- uh, uh, hit up or give a shout out to Amir's. Oh yeah. Uh, YouTube channel. So Amir's our boy, and he'll be on one of these episodes as soon as he uh, gets his back together. His backyotomy. His ne- next week's gonna be his neck. Yeah. Oh, it's my neck, <laughs> my neck, and my back. I can't make it. Uh, but Amir's he's he's a, he's a funny cat, and he, he has a channel. Shit, where is this shit? It's called a miracle. I think. Oh shit! Hold on, hold on. I'm look. Where is where? It's just a miracle. Search for him, a miracle. A M I R K A L I L. Yeah, miracle. A miracle. And at some point within the next episode, I think we're gonna try to have a friend of mine on, Dan. Dan Valenti. He's a good dude. What up, Dan? So uh, yeah, stick around. And, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, man. I gave the wrong thing for Mir. Did you? It's making a miracle. Oh shit! So search for him, making a miracle. Uh, he's got some funny videos up there. There you go. And uh, just we, yeah, I just want to say thanks to everybody who listens. Uh, you know, we're growing this one, one new uh, listener at a time. Yeah, thank you guys. You know, feel free. You know, share, promote us. You know, get us out there, and uh, we'll we'll keep uh, coming with that heat. That's it. Yes, sir. All right. So thank y'all. Peace. Bombcast out.